get in the zone. Get in the zone. This is where I write down potential titles. Is it weird that I don't have a notebook? This week's episode was almost. Not writing down shit. Is breathwork dangerous? Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna tell you about breathwork too. So what I was talking about about seeking safety. Yeah. It's actually one way that you can control your your heart rate and lower your stress and potentially pass out and die. No, not the holotropic breathing. Oh, okay. But breathing in for breathing out for twice as long as you breathed in scientifically sends a message to your brain that you are in safety. Okay, wait, and it causes your heart rate to lower. Should we try it right now? So, like, yeah. For me, usually I count to four in and four in and eight out. Whoa. That's a lot. <laughs> well, maybe I count fast. I don't know. Like, okay, everybody try it with us. Okay, what are we doing? Breathing how, how in about, for four. How about I count? How about I count? Let okay. me see what's natural, okay. real quick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most boring podcast ever. <laughs> Just okay, like everybody. Wait, three people ready? breathing. Wait, okay, we're yeah, gonna wait. we're at the what count of three. We're gonna breathe in. Four we're times? For, we're breathing for four in counts. for four counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then breathing yeah. out for eight yeah. counts? And With you're going to count? separate breaths or? No, one whole breath. One like whole this. four second breath? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's do you it. You can't okay. hear it, but I'm counting okay. in my She's head. She's totally counting <laughs> and okay. breathing. Okay. And, you, and this I is a podcast, so you don't do know. It. We can do it. Okay. Okay, Get we're ready. 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 Yep. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Four, five, six, seven, eight. I can't breathe out for whole the whole eight. I got yeah, it. I got it. So, I got it. and you're supposed to do that like you multiple can do, times. You could do like three and six, or you could just count faster. But twice as much breathing out as breathing in. Yeah, twice for as how, twice as much will send a neurological message to your brain that you are in a place of safety. I mean, that's, I've I mean, outside of the whole like getting into breath work thing, I've definitely heard people say like that's why they tell you when you're having like a panic attack yeah, or you're feeling breathe. anxiety like yeah. if you literally just yeah. do like control same with breathing, like being in labor and all yeah, that that you'll like just lowers, suddenly be like now it lowers your pain receptors it lowers your huh, like adrenaline breathing. lowers your <laughs> adrenaline <laughs> yeah i love that we live in an age where like really obvious shit i know like, you guys listen <laughs> if you just fucking breathe the the chinese have known these things you will yeah. like forever. you will keep living <laughs> shut up right? i'll add that to my list of things that fix everything like breathing drinking water yeah and sleeping. sleeping yeah breathing <laughs> not running out into traffic have you been breathing well did lately? you eat food today <laughs> oh physical touch does it too Oh, like a good hello. snuggle. Oh, okay. Like a hard snuggle. <laughs> like a good hard snuggle. A good hard snug. Yeah. I mean, sure. Let's. All right. I'm going to. I'll start using that as a reason. I need to hug Steve all the time. Yeah. It's, for my sa- it's for my safety. Eye contact. Because yeah. those are things that don't happen oh, yeah, when you're like an, an animal in danger. You're not there intense. like looking eye This to is eye not what we asked and... you to be here to talk about. <laughs> um, oh, We're okay. talking about like lowering stress oh i mean that's part of it right yeah that's gonna be part of it um so this is pancake town the podcast i'm emily i'm michelle and we have a special guest today (laughs) um we uh jamie is here to talk about breath work apparently (laughs) (laughs) um we're actually gonna talk about 
fine art, the art world versus like, like business and yeah. the art world. Is it possible? Should you quit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is your dream pointless? That kind of stuff. It's yeah, not no. though. I'm telling you it's not. Oh, and we should plug you like Yeah, do you want to like intro Jamie, yourself? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Feel like sure, you can yeah, handle yeah. yeah. intro yourself. I'm Jamie Tubbs. I live on the west side. <laughs> <laughs> do the W symbol. Um, I make art. I make large-scale textile art. Yeah. And and small things. And so, oh yeah yeah yeah. And now I make small, small things like too. Large scale. I have two small things of I yours. I make small so things too that nobody buys. <laughs> I except Michelle. <laughs> I'm obsessed with them. Other people I know buy I love it. them too. What's Michelle's not the only one? Is oh. it my price point? I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to lower the price point though. I don't think in. you should lower the. No, I thought uh, like no. not at all. Um. So I think so. In our in our. Uh, ongoing series i guess of like brainstorming with people that and like having people come up doesn't it yeah um we did you send us an email or did we ask you or so what like when i started listening to you guys did we ask you, you started the podcast did you ask us on a date you were it was like, a year ago you were like does anyone want to come on the podcast and, we and were i was like, like go I fuck do. yourself i don't know okay you. can i and you were like let's just not let's just this ignore email. this lady forever <laughs> wait a second and then whoops she was in show of hands and now we have to talk to her so <laughs> i found this in my podcasting notebook recently michelle I've has a podcasting notebook paper shoved in here this is the first email you wrote to it's us. It's real long. Uh, Jesus Christ. September 2017. Well, That's a wow. really long I did not reread so Wait, what? A, I had no friends. Wait, so are we you terrible guys people? Wait, my hold friends? on. Full disclosure, Jamie. <laughs> are we terrible people? <laughs> yeah, no. a little bit. Like, no. literally, why did it take us, like, a year and a half to have you on the podcast? What's yeah. wrong with that? Because of my migraines. Is it my migraines? It's your migraines. Well, let's just first blame time, everything yes. on your migraines. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, is it my no. migraines? But I wrote that back to you about the feminism yes. thing. Because you guys were talking oh, about health feminism. that's right. I and there is, there is, like, a bullshit. So everything has a shadow side, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a point where... Because, like, people, you know, there's been lots of people that have emailed us stuff. And or like interacted with us in whatever random way. And I feel like I remember her sending us something and we were like, Oh, I like her. Right. Where we were like, Oh, oh she's fine. We're oh like, God. she's, I was she's a little bit like, uh, she's vetted. Good. <laughs> and it was also a thing where it was, I think you're, you sending us something was like one of the first times that someone that we didn't already know yeah. sent us something. Yeah. We're yeah. Like, we, we're, oh, a person that we haven't met yet in real yeah, life yeah. actually listens to our podcast. Our podcast started in July yeah, of 2017 it started in July. and emailed yeah. us in September. Yeah. This Are was, you so a this stalker? Actually, Are we in danger right now? Yes. <laughs> this was right after I binge listened to. Let me explain myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Um, I mean, you can read. I've been posting about my like life story, my back story it's really traumatic i read and the i one had I like one up i had no friends i, like I needed I all none of us new have friends worry michelle's the only friend i, I got needed all new people <laughs> no true. i have like three other friends it's fine and i have three other same. friends the kind yeah. of people i wanted to be around was like you guys so boom i stalked you no. <laughs> i listened we to your right. podcast right. <laughs> i listened to your podcast that you publicize and yeah you so know, it's our fault if you murder us. Invited me to to respond to and email. I'm into you it. About, so. I like it. I think it's great. 
I don't know kinda, like your addresses or anything. You can come to my house later if you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I should I see have a problem the bungalow such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hang out at each other's bungalows. Yeah. <laughs> do bungalow swap. Is that a thing? That's a show that I, I would should. watch. <laughs> Jamie's kids come over and like destroy my house. Yes. Like all the to- the toys that we have in our house that are not they meant for children. Trip over your cords. Yeah. They, oh, your kids they would, go swimming in your basement. Your kids would go in our basement and be like, their heads would explode from like all the fucking instruments they could play with. Yeah. I mean, adults go down there they're and they're like, what is this magical place? Too. Yeah. But you, it sounds like you have a lot more. We had to keep the children off the drum set during our wedding. Like I went down there and my nephew was like Wait, literally on the your drum wedding set. wedding was at your house? Yeah. So cool. And I was like, Patrick, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. And he's literally like sitting at the drum set, like holding drumsticks. And I was like, we have to find a way to gate off the basement. Are they like really nice drums? They are really nice That drums. was Michelle's water. That was Michelle's Again. water making a... We all know that sound. I leaned back. A burping sound. It does still just sound like a cute little animal like purring. Yeah. I know. It's broken. It's not that it's Brita. It's the Brita burp. Yeah. <laughs> I have the same water bottle. Um, Mine does it too. So what are we talking about? Art or something? Yeah. Making shit and hoping that people give a crap about what you're doing. Do we want to do like you present us with some like questions and stuff and then we ask you questions back. And then we discourage you. (laughs) And then we just keep asking questions back and forth with no answers whatsoever. I think the main thing I thought about doing this episode was like that there is a very key difference in like what Michelle does and what I do. Mm-hmm. We have all very, very different businesses. And like, yeah, even though we can all kind of like get lumped together as like, we're self-employed and we ma- we're makers and, and yeah. this is handmade and we're designers. <clears throat> that the, the market is that there's different. a very different demographic for your work, but also interestingly, you can kind of straddle mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. sides of it. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple, I have like a very specific person that I'll talk about. Yeah. I know who it. you're going to use. Um, but I think that that the straddling of those two industries could be like, seems like it could be the key to success. Like not yeah. just being in the art world and not just being in the maker world, yeah, but like yeah. being in both. Yeah. Um, but or, yeah, or just transitioning from yeah. one to like the other, switching around, or having yeah. like a certain type of thing that's made for fine. Like it's like when you do different shows. Like right. if you did a different kind of crap. Like when we do cheap thrills, like we might bring different products to the to what we would bring to mm-hmm. show of hands or something. You know, right? Um, I think that so I started definitely in the craft world. Yeah, and I think that I just. I just could never picture, I knew I wanted to start like some kind of handmade business and I just could never picture making the same things over and over again. Yeah. So when I started making stuff, it just turned out to be like art. So that's yeah, why cause I'm you weren't it. making but that, but a my product. background and the way I think and the, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a craft person. Mm-hmm. I'm never been in the art world. I've never, like I didn't grow up around art. I didn't grow up around anyone who bought art or knew about art or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm just now starting to try to understand the art market. And, and it's wackadoo it's weird. now. Right. Well, there's like a whole crazy. nother category of, I think there is now a category of art 
that you can make money off of. Cause like, yeah, yeah. Gone because to, of Instagram probably. Yeah. Maybe yeah. social media stuff. And basically like there's like design art or de- decor. Yeah. Art, yeah. You know? yeah. Cause like having gone to art school and like studied artists. Yeah. Like, is that, that's a whole thing. other thing. Yeah, because there's a mm-hmm. difference between somebody that's literally like taking photographs and making like large scale photo prints and like people who are literally doing like giant oil paintings of landscapes. Like there's art, like your typical, I'm going to an art show, I guess. Yeah, like where you're like, mm-hmm, I get it. This is what it's been and now there's like these new like even going to like the one of a kind show i feel like there's stuff like that where there's there's the people that have been there for a million years and they've gone done every show for a decade and their art is kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. sure and then there's like this weird overlap area of people that are making like i don't know they're almost like it's that thing you hate about like make this is my brand Mm. like this is Mm -hmm. my you know but now there's artists that are making more accessible. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, you don't, you could support mm -hmm. a a fine artist and not be like, I'm giving you $10,000 for like this canvas or something, you know, like there's that idea of like having art prints and like making objects that are smaller scale. It's like design. Yeah. It is. It's like, less conceptual not yeah. necessarily not conceptual at right. all yeah. like obviously you have to have a reason to make something right. but the art that like i grew up thinking is art is like conceptual over everything else right you know mm-hmm. yeah and now there's like something in between and because of the way a lot of maker businesses are there's also that whole aspect of like how did you make this? What's the process? What are the materials? Why are the materials that like, there's all of the backstory thing. And like, that's kind of where social media comes into play where like we talk about it too, where it's like, Oh, we have to show up for our audience and be like, this is me. Here's my mm-hmm. studio mm-hmm. here. Look at here. I'm at the gem show buying things. Oh, I'm look, trying I, to keep my I'm face in sketching. the top nine. No. Yes. Are you guys right? trying to do that? Uh, yeah. I no, no, I'm Michelle's not trying definitely to do that. not doing that. I always, always, always wanted to be like this recluse artist that yeah. no one had ever met. You You're know, she was and I like, sure, right? You I vaguely wig. know who that is. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> yeah, just a nerd. <laughs> Took me a second. Um, Wait, pop like culture reference. Wig. What? I have no idea. What you're talking about. <laughs> huh? <laughs> What's music? <laughs> You know, the lady that wears the wig that covers her face. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of know that. I don't know. She's a song. Oh, really? No. I know, like, I think I know her song. I don't know her song, but I think I've seen a photo of her. (laughs) Come on. All right. You guys are are lame. I'm not the odd one out. (laughs) I'm not the odd one out. You guys are. (laughs) Everyone listening to this is like, are you guys serious? Well, whatever. You should listen to Sia music because it's okay. really fucking good. Okay. She's like a songwriter that has written like major songs for other artists and mm. then finally was like, fuck all of you. I'm going to make my own music. Oh, I do like okay. the concept of like not showing your face. But yeah, That's every time intriguing. she makes like public appearances, she wears like something that covers her face. Usually it's a wig that co- like the bangs of her wig, like cover oh. her face. So you literally don't know what she looks like. Okay. I think e- which I is, have seen her. It's slightly yeah. ironic because like she's put out albums 
before that like clearly have her face on it okay. so it's not like no one's ever seen it's not like she's like yeah, yeah. not like banksy or something like where no one knows yeah. what she looks like um but she has she's you know she's trying to make a comment about like it's not about my fucking face it's about yeah. my mm-hmm. music cool so, well, she's I'm also a really good I'm look her up that her, and her music is great and I, so. like i yeah that's how i feel about yeah, I my business what like, if you why should do you do need to see but I, I almost think that you could do something that like plays on that a little bit. Like what if you took, instead of taking pictures of like your face, mm-hmm. like what if you were just more, cause you've done pictures where it's like a shot of you, like wearing your earring. Yeah. And then like, what if it was just like pictures of your hands? I, I have thought about that. I'm like, I need to at least like because get my hands. I think in the, more photos. the psychology behind people yeah. being like, Oh, people want to see yeah. your face. Is that like, humans hmm. respond to humans like no i know there's I, a weird i think it know, is a good thing visceral, to do yeah. i just too stubborn don't want to do refuse it used to but i think like you could it's do a stuff. game i don't want to play i'll play some other ones but that one i can't be peer pressured into what if you just always posted pictures of the back of your head <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is like that it, there is like this kind of trope of a really photo hilarious. with like a trendy like design artist in her like overalls with yeah, yeah, long, yeah. blonde hair <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. see her back and she's like stretching <laughs> up at the perfect oh angle adjusting her artwork you know jamie's giving us just, a visual on yeah, yeah, just yeah. Do that <laughs> do you guys know the photo i'm talking yeah, about that like, yeah. for sure oh yeah. and she's got like dark room she's glasses. wearing like eight hundred dollar clogs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no i know exactly uh, what yeah, and she's I like i'm i'm struggling you guys it's the hustle and i'm like you're wearing fucking eight hundred dollars clogs you <laughs> bitch <laughs> shut oh, up <laughs> snorted it's partially an allergy sinusy issue you're allowed to i'm snort. having like you've seen me wiping the corners of my eyes i like really do see you doing that though like in your in your studio like stretching <laughs> like if i ever drawer. saw you post a picture like that i would immediately go to your house and be like where is what she okay? Where is she? <laughs> I know. Is she what, fine? I'm going to pull up your Instagram now because I haven't looked at it as a whole, you know? Who's mine or check out, check out your grid. I'm going to check out her grid. grid. Yeah, you're supposed to have something like the first nine images yeah. are supposed to be like basically like a full representation of your business, which is <laughs> insanity. And I, have you heard that before? People are yeah. like, have someone should be able scenes, to look. Yeah. There should uh, be a behind the scenes, a picture of your for face, sale, a product for sale, a, for sale, a process sale. shot, a video, a family photo, a, <laughs> a picture of your dog. I mean, I, it's, it's not wrong, but, but also like, that's a lot to fucking, keep up with oh my yeah. gosh it's so much photography like get back to work stop worrying about your what your top nine are what your like, grid get looks like back to work yeah stop fuck up fuck your grid <laughs> can that be your next card fuck, fuck your grid should that be a card yes and then it just has like a draw like an illustration <laughs> yes. of like a hilarious bunch I'm of gonna write yes. Instagram and pictures. it's for everybody to send to their friends who are like too obsessed with their Instagram I have like, written several things to about like my actual feelings about Instagram that I've been like and I've even you written. You could have them, a like, whole Instagram series of cards. I hate Instagram so much. It's the devil. <laughs> Slash love it. I that's why I posted had that thing that was like my life is more important than your dumb TV show that you keep talking about. Oh yeah. Because yeah. ever like literally, if one more person said something Michelle? about Game of Thrones, yeah, it was ex- specifically <laughs> geared toward Michelle. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about Orphan Black. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I was like, people need to stop talking to me about Game of Thrones and like get back to their lives. I'm really exhausted by it. Like, yeah. You, what have you done that's important in your life lately? Oh, you've watched a dragon show? Congratulations. Wasn't there a thing about it being like... Uh, Misogynistic? Glor- yeah, glorifying rape and oh, stuff. Like, sure. why, that's why did everybody get over that? I don't... Oh, people... I don't know. People are uh, terrible... And like, huh. did you have watch no? It? I haven't watched it. We I don't never, have HBO no. or anything. Yeah. Um, I never sat down and watched it, but I did see a lot of that sort of behavior that yeah. you're referring to, and I was like, uh, is Are, this a yeah? Why is, is this okay? okay? With this? Like, yeah, it, yeah. to portray it, <laughs> like I watched dragons, a lot of horrible murder shit, and that bothered me so much I could yeah. not watch it. Yeah. And I think like in the that was like maybe the first season or something and then they chilled out. Then it kind of turned into okay. this like there's this they laid off the badass. Like, yeah. Like, maybe this is we don't want to get on the wrong side of the feminists. Like <laughs> they're angry bitches. <laughs> um those older seasons are actually based on the books. Like they get Oh yeah, off they the get books, way off the book. Yeah. Like okay. a few seasons in or something. Um, it got less rapey. But like it turned oh, into God. like there are these like badass female characters and everyone okay. forgot about that shit or yeah. something. I don't know. I shouldn't be saying anything since I didn't since watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Obviously, Whatever. lots of people really like the show. Game of Thrones or any Whatever. TV show, like maybe take a look at yourself. We did spend like <laughs> a half an hour talking about how much we love the OA though. So, But this yeah. is our podcast. <laughs> So we can be we inconsistent. Get to do hypocrites. whatever we want. <laughs> also, there's something to be, you don't. It's the thing about being on a bandwagon too, where yeah. it's like the people yeah, who are just annoying. like, oh, I'm obsessed with this because the world told me that I'm supposed to be obsessed with. Right. It. Yeah. And it's really just. A I should probably figure out why I'm so resistant to bad bandwagons. Like what? Like what? what Enneagram started I think that you're an you. Enneagram four. <gasps> now you think I'm a four? That's what I am. And it is like how you're always like seeing the other sides of things. God, we have to. Ooh, I think you're four. Take the this. same Enneagram number. I, maybe we should get an Enneagram person on here. Oh, you mean like Jenny, who I well, keep saying I'm going I mean, to. She should be on here for schedule. other reasons, but I feel like we need to get like an Enneagram like. Well, expert. I know an expert, sort you of. Do? Claire's mom. Let's get her on here. Oh, Claire Stasek. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I'm get her sorry. on here. We should also have Claire I thought on about it. We should have Claire on an episode, too. She's, she's very busy. <laughs> she can be unbusy. It's marketing for her business. <laughs> like, she needs all our marketing for she our business. Our, all your listeners are going to hire interior design. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She does do consulting, yeah. though. Like, she'll come in and, like, she would tell come in you my what house to do. Like, what the fuck is this? With a room of your house for like a really reasonable fee. I'm not going to say what she it is. She would come into my know. house and uh. be like, you have lots of cool shit. Why is it all poorly hung? <laughs> Move everything down six Literally, inches. Literally, <laughs> do you have a bunch of artwork in a box downstairs? Why? <laughs> Shouldn't that be on your walls in I'm your sure home? she'd be really non-judgmental about it. I'm sure she would be. But I would the whole time be like, I'm ah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it looks like this. Sometimes I've had sorry, interior my wall designers color is this pick up color. things from my house um, and I'm like, don't look at this. Don't come in. <laughs> You're like, come in the we back We just moved way. in. We literally just yeah, yeah, yeah. moved in. Two days ago, <laughs> not three years ago. It's fine. Uh, no one's judging anybody. Well, we're kind of back on art now, talking about yeah, yeah, how we did you it. keep your art <laughs> in a box. It. We um, talked about a bunch of shit in that. It's a little sidetracking. Yikes. Um, well, so, so, yeah, I think if 
maybe if yeah, yeah, yeah. do what Michelle said. Okay, give so us like a little. I'll give like a synopsis. Like a synopsis. Yeah, that's that's a good word of your issues. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then we'll give you so the diagnosis, and then we'll tell you ex- the one, two, three yeah. steps to fixing your problem. Cool. So. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. And we'll send when you, in, we'll send you an that. invoice when yeah. we're done. <laughs> It'd be worth it if it worked. Um, you can just buy us drinks later. Okay. Not, Even not later today. Later some other day. <laughs> That's Michelle yawns. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, so neither of you guys yawned when I yawned. Was, Should I be concerned? I Are we feel like it killers? wasn't a real yawn or it got cut off because you were laughing mm. or something. So it didn't work. Oh, sure. And we are serial killers. Mm. I watch for and that. our and our adrenaline anxiety is pumping because we're recording, so right. we're not able to yawn. We did have physically incapable of yawn. I actually right have another one coming. I can feel it like a sneeze. Wait, a sneeze yawn? No, it, like you know how, how you can when feel you can a sneeze, sneeze coming. Sneeze, I could feel oh, okay. a yawn coming, but I lost it. Fan. How does your necklace like perfectly match your shirt? Because she made it. I don't know. <laughs> did you pick that stone because it matched a shirt you owned? No, maybe she likes that color. I mean, so she pretty, bought a shirt and made a necklace. That's hardcore. That's like what would you call like, that color? Like a that's like clay? legit rich lady shit. When your clothes match your jewelry like perfectly. Or jewelry yellow ochre. designer, yellow ochre. So ochre is how you say that. I always say okra. Okra. That's wrong. Okra yeah, is okra. a vegetable. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. okra. Yep. I know Don't that too. Don't say okra anymore. Okra. There okay. you go. Sorry, guys. I mean, you're allowed to say whatever you want. It's ochre. O C H R E. I can spell it. Uh-huh. Okra is O K R A. R A, yeah. Yeah. Okra is weird. Let's not talk about okra right now. Okay, anyway. I do so want to. How do I sell <laughs> Do you have any <laughs> other pink colors you need to know how to pronounce? Because no. I know how to pronounce all the weird ones. I've had this problem all my <laughs> life. Well, not all my life, but I was homeschooled for high school. Oh. Just for high school. So when you l- just learn by reading and you're never talking mm. to anybody about oh, it, you right, say yeah. a lot of words wrong. Yeah. And I then you so. say, use them in conversation and people are like, <laughs> like I just did. I mean, I have that problem with that. like names and books. I'll mispronounce them. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. But who knows who's right about that? Because that's just a, a well, name made up by the def- author. Like when I read Harry Potter, like before the movies came out, I was mispronouncing Hermione's name in my head. Oh the yeah, whole how time. do you pronounce that? Look how that's spelled. There's too many it's, vowels in that what name. What is with that? And name? then when I saw the movie, I was like, oh shit, that's not. That would have been a lot was. easier to that's read like, in my yeah, head. That's like that name, that. that Welsh name Siobhan. Oh yeah, that's spelled S S I O B H A N. Yeah, and you're like. Zioban. Yeah. What? I used to think that's when and I heard the name. Shanane O'Connor. And then I someone says Siobhan and you're like, yeah, that's pronounced Siobhan. <laughs> I do. I love that. I know that one. Though. But that's because yeah. it's Welsh. Welsh is a fucked uh, up language. Yeah. Welsh and Gaelic are yeah. in like work. Like Gaelic that is shit. crazy. It's like, yeah. what? Come on. Mm-hmm. It's not. That doesn't make any Whoa. sense. It's not a language. How the fuck did we get there? Sorry. It's language. All languages oh, are good. Okay. Back okay. to. Pink okay. colors. Okay. Okay. Sorry, okay. I got really. So I just got really distracted about, by your necklace. It's my art. fault. And Here's my situation that I would like Michelle and Emily input on. I've been no pressure. making artwork without with just giving myself permission. Told myself I'm an artist now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think and that's legit. Yeah. How um, else do you get to be an artist? Somebody else tells you that you're an artist? No, no. never. Um, 
Well, some people's moms tell them like from when they're little, <laughs> and then their art teacher tells them. So then they go to art school, and yeah, they but get, those like, people end up not hundred and fifty thousand dollars in in debt, and then they Aww. they hate their art, and and then they teach you at art school that you shouldn't like to sell art, mm, right? You should that, only yes, like to make that art. devalues your art. Oh. Okay, yeah, it's not good. So, uh, last year I'm gonna give you numbers. Do it. Last year I sold almost twenty thousand dollars in artwork. Yeah. But my expenses are like fifty percent, like a solid as I've grown, like a solid fifty percent. Um when you say expenses like actual like not paying yourself. Not paying myself. Just like okay. costs. Okay, like yeah, costs. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Materials yeah. and at, at every stage it's always come out to be like between like fees and you know, QuickBooks and taxes and Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't feel bad. Business. To me. I know. Yeah, I just can rely. It's kind of nice to rely on it. It's yeah. not. It's not that bad. Um, but I last year pretty much paid myself like five hundred dollars a month. Um, yeah. Which is five hundred dollars a month that I'm more than I made for the previous like fifteen years. Um, doing being a professional volunteer. <laughs> um, so. Um, yeah, I I don't want to stay that way, okay. but I'm like, okay, once once my youngest child starts school full time, I'll be able to work a lot more. Yeah. But I still can't see a way to at the prices my work is at right now. I can't see a way to make enough art to make the living that I want to make. Yeah. Um, unless I raise my art prices. Or hire somebody and like make some sort of like products like right. like, like bed frame like uh, headboards up. or um, room dividers mm. or things like that yeah. where like I can outsource the frame to be made by a metal fabricator and then I just hire somebody like an intern for fourteen dollars an hour and we make a. 20 headboards together and then i'm like spending most of my time marketing really mm. and selling yeah um and i would rather be able to just make like 10 really awesome art pieces a year that get <laughs> sold but that doesn't i've you know as i've learned more about the art world <laughs> yeah that doesn't really happen yeah and that's kind of like a unique yeah scenario when that happens and it's even if it does happen it just happens for a time you yeah. know and so what i've seen and or noticed is it feels like most people who are artists are also have a day job mm. and they're selling their art on the side and doing shows on the side and um most people are not there's i just i feel like there's like very very few people who are literally making a living off of just selling their art they're either teaching or they're um yeah they're supplementing it with yeah, I have Something some else. kind of other job. And so I guess just because I'm at the point where I want to, we're, we're fine financially, but I want to be more than fine. I want to mm -hmm. save for retirement, my kids' education. I want to have better vacations. I want to yeah. um, renovate our bungalow, all of that. Yeah. Or just really like, I don't know if you call it renovating. If I just want to, like, I just want to buy a couch and stuff. <laughs> I don't want to like tear down any walls or anything. I just want to um, like get a new rug. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, like a nice one with like cute colors. Like a pretty rug. Yeah. 
Uh, and I just want to buy more stuff at show of hands. Okay. Ditto. Um, <laughs> ditto. So, Hardcore ditto. So I just don't know where to go from here. It's like my past experience. I don't really want a job in what yeah. I have a degree in. Yeah. Um, and experience in. So I either need to like take more classes so I can get like I've thought about taking CAD classes and getting more getting better at um, InDesign and Photoshop and Illustrator so that I could work for like have an industry related job you know either in an interior design firm or just some sort of like art design craft yeah something that's not completely outside of the world of art and yeah 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 and then when I work more, I, I'll still have time for, you know, I'll be making money and then I'll still have time on the side for, from continuing my art practice. Right. You know? Um, so I guess right now I'm like, okay, do I take a part-time job or, and kind of step back with my art or do I push forward with my art and it, which way do I do that? Right. You know, or do I take a step back and invest in my education or do I do some mixture of all of the above? I think I realized that I think I could make a lot more of my work, but it's going to take like another 10 years or something of it's getting take 10 years. I don't know. I it's mean, it's going to take some know. more time, I guess. Yeah. It's not going to be <laughs> overnight. Get, you're like. Oh, this is working out great. Yeah, make I w- tons of money. I was really naive and was just like, oh, I'll just like, I'll just make like twenty thousand dollars a year as an artist. That's fine, you know, like just right off the bat. Because all mm. I have to do then is sell like two, two pieces at a thousand dollars. You know, just yeah, like yeah. Figure you break out. the yeah. math down like that without thinking, without really knowing what all your expenses are going to be and yeah. how hard it is to like just find a good fit of like someone who wants to live with your art. It's not yeah. Or get yourself in front of those people right. continually. That costs money. Yeah, the marketing of it and finding the right crowd yeah. is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I just want to know what are your initial thoughts, I guess? I mean, my gut reaction to when you're saying, like, do I go and find a part time job or do I, like, move forward with my art? Like, gut reaction is, like, you move forward with your art. Yeah. Like there's something, I don't know. There's something, my feeling has always been like, if you're in a place where you feel like you're okay, like you're not like, I can't pay my rent and I'm going to get evicted from my house. And like my children don't have the shit that they need. Like then Mm -hmm. yeah, be realistic and get a fucking job. Mm -hmm. But like if you're okay and you're kind of in a place where you're like, I wish we were making more money or I wish I was making more money for my art. Like to me there, like there's no time like the president kind of thing where like if you just give yourself some sort of, I don't know, like a goal of like, I'm going to do this for real for a year. Mm -hmm. And then like, if I don't, get to X point in a year, then like maybe it's time to have a reality check and like think about like, should I get a part-time job and should I cut mm-hmm. back on this? And should I, are too much of my expenses going to this? But like, 
there's something to be said for like the momentum of mm. starting out and like knowing that like just because you've been doing like if you've started something new and you've been doing it for a year and you're like well this isn't really going anywhere it's like well but that's yeah, you only you didn't even year. give yeah. yourself any time like you yeah. didn't give yourself time to like see if it could go somewhere because there's tons of people that what about three years because it's been like three years yeah i was yeah, just gonna I mean, ask like how you've been doing this for a long time what what's the exact year that you would say you started yeah so i mean i started literally making the work that i'm making in 2014 i start i the first thing i did was randolph street market mm -hmm. and um that was like a few few months after i started making art <laughs> Uh, and that was December of 2014. So the end of 2014. And then for the next two years, I had like two afternoons a month that I would work on it for a few hours. Oh, wow. And then yeah, so in 2016, not, so when... you can't count that as a year. Yeah, That's yeah. like a month. So in 2016, <laughs> when my husband left his last job and we started both working for ourselves, we split the day in half and I... Since 2016, it's been more like a real job, although it's still like five or six hours a day broken up. Yeah. But then the hours that I'm parenting, I'm also like thinking about my work and like sometimes I'll do my Instagram posts during that time or yeah. Yeah. So or like if they're watching TV or something, I'll like list some stuff on my website or do little things yeah. like that that it can do. Do you feel it? Like at any point during that time, you were going at it as hard as you could. Yeah, for the okay. last three years, okay. I've been like seriously as hard okay. as I can. But but you while parenting half the day, yeah. yeah. So you're maybe a year or two out from yeah getting yeah, yeah. um getting the full time. Like uh, so my youngest daughter Vale, she's gonna be three at the end of the summer. She will. She. I mean, I just got a message from the local preschool that I don't think she's going to get in this year because she's too young. But if she did, it would be this fall. And if she doesn't, it won't be till next fall. Okay. Um, so you've kind of got a year to got a year, figure yeah. out your plan. So Unless I like, do I do, ready. I do some pay for her to be in something part time this year so that well, I can work I somewhere. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, Five hours a day is not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think if you look to see how, like, how many hours I'm actually working, okay. and not like <laughs> doing all these other things, yeah, yeah. out throughout the day because I can. Uh -huh. I probably not actually. Yeah, we're working not working like sixteen-hour days. Yeah. Not. Yeah, like not full, not really. Like I've spread out the work yes. over the course of ten hours, but I'm fucking off in between okay. for sure. <laughs> yeah, actually, that I want to do an experiment, like in a couple <laughs> weeks, where I attempt to work nine to five every day and see wow. what happens. Oh, I'm excited about that. Best of luck, and then yeah. podcast about it. Yeah, you got to do it. I've been thinking about it. If I want this like nine to five break? weekend, like yeah, yeah. life that I, I mean, complain yeah, about not having. Legit. Uh -huh. I mean, there's we'll something see. to be things off. Like, Can you imagine? No. <laughs> no. no. Even do, no. Like, no. I would like, be cook. sitting there like staring at a wall. You could cook like gourmet meals. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I, yeah, I think five hours a day, like right now for an, another year ish, you know, while you still have yeah. um, veil 
at home is not bad. So then I just need to wait on like having more money to do things. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, I had more questions. What was my other question? Oh, it was a good one. <laughs> oh, d- you did the one of a kind show, right? I did the what emerging booth okay. in. It was either 2016 or 2017. Was it a spring show or a holiday show? It was a spring show. How okay. was that? It was. It was okay. I made all my expenses back. I didn't blow it out of the water, but I like tried some new things that didn't work that great. Like I made all these. Uh, fabric tassel garlands that hmm. nobody wanted. We always oh my gosh, make something so that we think is the oh, shit. Yeah, I do it all yeah. the time. No one where wants. I'm like yeah. real excited it's about it, the and worst. then it's like fucking crickets. Yeah. I'm like, oh. cool. I guess I'm just gonna give these away. Yeah, I Glad still have them. I, I, I should have brought you guys some. <laughs> just have them in your bag, and like every time you see people on the street, be like, "Would you like a tassel?" My friends have all gotten them for their kids' bedrooms. Oh like, my god, a few times. <laughs> everyone gets a tassel. 2012, when Steve and I did Renegade and made all those screen printed canvases, mm-hmm. we still have three boxes full of them. At least a hundred. Yeah, yeah, just. There are so many. You can have all of them. <laughs> we were going to sell them at the neighborhood yard them. sale that oh, was yeah. like last Sunday. For a dollar. We had, yeah, for a dollar. Um, but I ended up doing Cheap Thrills instead. Oh, okay. It also rained that day, so I'm glad I wasn't out. You brought oh, a bunch gosh. of them to Cheap Thrills. <laughs> I thought about that, but like, it's not like this. she asked me to sell, you oh, know, okay. <laughs> these Spring not jewelry prints. things. Yeah. Um, She'd probably be like, eh. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, "What the fuck? Why did I invite did you to be in this?" Make like a a garage sale type event yeah. to sell off materials and stuff. I would really buy them. Yeah, that. like so they're taking up half the one closet we have in our apartment. Oh my gosh! And no, then they're stacked up in a little away. corner. What is it? It's like stretched canvas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We screen printed on my them office. and then stretched what's, them around what's canvases. On them? I bought mine. Like I'm just saying, Steve's designs. <laughs> he made cool. these just sort of. They're like geometric. They're like yeah. really geometric. I like geometric. Yeah. Like bright colors. I oh. want a Steve piece. What's what's his name actually? Steve. Steve. Oh, Amos. Amos. I want a Steve oh. Amos piece. <laughs> Save it. It'll be worth so much money later. <laughs> I don't think those will be because <laughs> he won't claim them. He'll be like, I didn't make that. Yeah. Aww. No, that was not fine. He doesn't no. like it anymore. No. Okay. No, I've got no. <laughs> a couple times I've let him just like rip one up with his bare hands. Cause it made him feel better. Aww. I mean, buddy. maybe he's so maybe angry. It should just be like exist. a performance piece. Like you should videotape him just like taking a box cutter to him. Sure. And then, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. you could tell him that I spent $1,200 to frame all those pieces and I've sold like three of them to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I could really use that $1,200, you know? Yeah, but they're not, um, it's not like food. Like yeah. they're, they're not, yeah. they're not going to go bad. You yeah. can still yeah, yeah, sell yeah. them. I know. I have them listed on my website and I'm putting them on I Cherish too. At, oh. Have you heard of Cherish? Good call, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a design. I used to get their Interior designers shop there for original stuff. stuff. Yeah, and vintage stuff. That's cool. Um, I mean, I feel like you could do a show proposal with those because they're framed and ready to go on a wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what show proposal, though. I just got rejected from a bunch of stuff this week. That's It was kind (laughs) of like, yeah, it was kind of like, oh, look, I'm a real artist. And your daughter didn't get into preschool? Rejection. Yeah. 
What about like Andersonville Galleria? Mm, I did that. I did, did that for a year. Did that work out? Was that um, good? Or? It's very gifty in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's very like giftable items. Hmm. Like in the 10 to $60 range. Oh. I guess like because of the name of it, it feels like it should not. I know. It feels like it should, it should be, be art. Gallery. art. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can write a proposal for one of Lil Street's. No, they only have one gallery now. Oh, so here's another. They have a residency uh-huh. that I was thinking about applying for. But that would be like $200 a month, which is really just your stipend uh-huh. for like your supplies and shit. Um, and my commute from the West side. Oh yeah. Yeah. To the um, would be, that would be intense. And sure. I would need to be there 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be, this time I wouldn't be, you'd have you know, access. It, basically that would stuff. be, that's one example of what I mean by investing in my education yeah. where I would be able to take any of those classes. Yep. Just like it would elevate my work and my network. Yeah. For sure. A lot, but it would be taking a step back from like earning money. Um, I mean, it's a good network to be in. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I'm in it wise. because I know you, I know Jen, mm, I don't know her last name from the Chicago weaving school. Mm. She, wor- she works there, but she used to, I think work at little street or something okay. or was really involved there. Hmm. Um, and Nora, Oh, you know Nora? going to be there anymore. Yeah, she's uh, going to grad school. Yeah. Yeah. People still go to grad school? Mm-hmm. It's intense. I mean, expensive. she's going for free. Yeah, it's really expensive. She's going I, for free? I, yeah, I guess I shouldn't be, like, talking about things that I know about <laughs> her. But, yeah, typically, um, if you go to grad school for art, you can get a program. Steve went to grad school for free, also. They paid him to nice. go. I mean, he maybe, had, maybe like, I should look into that. They're like, we're sorry you will never make any money yeah. doing this. So Wait, here's how an do you education go to grad for, school free. for free for art. How do, do you just this? call them and say, hi, I'm an artist. Um, I want to go to grad I just school. Go to and they're grad like, school. come on over. They're like, sign up for these classes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he actually got paid to teach while he was there, too. Um, but he had to take out a ton of loans for living expenses because he was not making any money and he was living near D.C. It's very okay. expensive. So he has, he had student Wait, loans but who's, from just Who living. pays for it? Is it like? Uh, he went to the University of Maryland. So the school pays for yeah. people to go to grad school. Yeah, it's That's a thing because that they teach fake. because they teach classes. <laughs> um, or what? Yeah, do they have yeah. to like he trade? Had to teach. For, oh. Yeah, it was a three-year oh. program. Though. There's a technical term for that it's not slavery grad school (laughs) no there's like i'm forgetting all the terminology but you can go you can find a grad program that will indentured servitude yes that's what it is Um, (laughs) how to jump like around like a monkey and make art i'm really glad that steve doesn't listen to this anymore (laughs) (laughs) if you're like why are you talking about this like get over it all wrong and whatever um yeah he'd be like you just gave out a lot of misinformation (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um i was trying to see if i I could find there's something i mean the grad school thing and like classes and like getting a part-time job and all those things like sometimes and i feel like this about myself and like i was gonna say your last thing your last podcast me being like i'm quitting my job psych i'm not quitting my job like 
I don't know. A lot of it to me sometimes feels like I'm always torn between this is just a distraction to justify me not getting down to doing fucking work. It's a thing. Yeah. You found a Google, I found like, a an article, article seven about colleges and grad schools where tuition is completely free. Okay. Tuition. So like your books and stuff you'd pay for, but I yeah, mean, I, I think so. that's, like yeah. that's most things. Yeah. Yeah. But I already don't pay still, for my living. I mean, that's still like amazing. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to, it's probably hard to get. Oh, for sure. But I mean, yeah, um, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta apply and like, you can't just be some schmo yeah. off the street. Like yeah. Yeah. I painted a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the free college. I went to art. <laughs> I did an art. <laughs> um, I did an art. Yeah. I think that's kind of the only way to do it. Really? Yeah. Who? I mean, unless you're just like Grad independently school. wealthy, but mm. I sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's just like a distraction to be like, Oh, I'm doing this and then I'll get around to yeah. doing my art. What, and I hate, and then I've other never been a person who's like, I'm going to do something. And then you just talk about it for years yeah. and you never actually do. No, I'm, if I'm going to do, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm probably going to do it like that day. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like there's something, but then there's also something to be said for like, just because you get a job or do something else or can only work part time or can only work out of your house or can only do whatever, like doesn't mean that what you're doing is any less legit or good or, or worthy and like you shouldn't be charging less money because you're like right. i'm just doing this part-time and i'm doing it out of my yeah. house and i'm blah 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 like yeah. it doesn't change the value of what you're doing yeah and i think a lot of people like i feel like there are sh so many maker businesses like people who are in show of hands where like they'll say to me like, Oh, well like this, you know, this isn't my full time thing. And like, I just, you know, I have a job and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm like, make, feel I'm like, like I don't care. Excuses. Like I don't, it didn't keep me from accepting you into the show. Like your yeah. website, like I, there's no indication of that on your website or your product or you can tell and that like, you take it seriously. Yeah, and like, yeah. you don't have to apologize to anybody. You don't yeah. have to tell customers that like, Oh, I know like this is why this costs this much. And this is why I'm doing this, this, and Oh, I, I don't have time for that. School. And like, I didn't go to art school or I'm not what, I, like no one cares. Mm -hmm. Like it, like the thing you created is drawing attention and people like it and people want it. Like be fucking proud. Be like, yeah, I do this on the side. Check that out. Like, that's pretty fucking impressive that I'm doing all this work and I have a job. You're not. You're going home and playing video games. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of watching people Game are of right. I'm just watching <laughs> Game of Thrones and then I go to back to my job. Like, I think that people should remember that, especially artists, like even more so than like the maker people who like are kind of making products or making more, you know, like going outside of that and doing fine art and making art that's like that's so it's so much harder to like market that Produce. to people and oh, get yeah. to the right people and like it takes more time it takes more effort it takes like I'm literally like sitting around thinking like well what would be cute to put on a green card like what would people buy I'm like, over here excavating <laughs> my soul <laughs> <laughs> into a visual <laughs> representation <laughs> I'm making human life better for everyone. <laughs> like there, I mean, there's something to be said for like that other level of what's happening. Like Michelle's not thinking about like the deep 
philosophical meaning behind no. the gemstone she's oh my God. using. Like she's literally and I'm so sick and tired of being asked about it. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some like she's do you making just say things. that's not me, dude. Yeah, I mean I, said, I yeah, don't I, fucking care. No, I do tell people like I don't know because like, I don't. Know. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm I think that we do live in a world <laughs> now where like people have weird emotions and like think weird things and like think everything has to have like a layer and a meaning and a whatever. But that's fun. As but opposed like, to I the rest of human history. That. Well, and that's the thing is like, that's why that's I what think that's is. why artists have become like we've, we're in this new wave of like in the like sixties and seventies, there was that whole surge of like, who is the artist and what's their story and what's mm -hmm. their personality and like the New York art scene well, was all like celebrity artists. Like, yes. Yeah. Like they're being all a per this yeah, is an the artist. story behind yeah. it and this mm -hmm. is why oh they're so angst filled and like whatever it is. And I feel like mm -hmm. we're kind of back in that in a weird, like mm -hmm. crappy social media way. Mm -hmm. We're back in that world of like because everybody's been like a generic celebrity and like everybody has their 15 minutes and everybody thinks that their Instagram post means that their opinion matters and that they're famous. Like there's something where people are like, I want real people. Like there's, there's a group of people consumers that like just want fucking real life. Like they're tired of fake people telling them fake reviews of fake things yeah and like things being gross. mlms and things being drop shipped and people pretending like they made something and they didn't like there are there's a huge group of people that are like i can see through the bullshit and i want to buy the things from genuine people who are making things because they're talented and they have a point of view and like even though that's a teeny tiny percentage of people like we have to find those people and like get them to know that we exist so they can buy stuff from us so we yeah. can keep doing what we're doing. And it's true. It's true of like all these corporations that are latching on to like mm -hmm. real yeah. people and real stories Authentic. and look at this real maker yeah. oh and like, Oh, this was look at where this came from and transparency and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but you're doing that as a marketing ploy. Like yeah. we all, we all know it target. Like we all know it, whatever, you know, Whatever big corporation yeah. is or like, like look, we have H and M having like an ethical line. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. the rest of your line. Yeah. then it's <laughs> like if you have an ethical line, like the ethical What's the H and M having a meeting about their ethical line of clothing should be. So we're closing our doors <laughs> forever. Like we don't exist anymore. Like it's just. Why would you have an ethical right. line yes. as part of your business? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just. It's interesting because I think we all are trying so hard to like stand out and get attention, but then there's also something to be said for just like do what you love doing and remember that like at the end of the day you like you don't want to be like well what have I been do like what did I do for 30 years? What did I do for 5 years? What did I do the last like yeah. what did I do for my life? Like when I'm like, I paid for stuff though. And it wasn't a freeloader, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you gotta, I don't, there's something to be said for like, you know, you want to be able to make money so that you can have your life because like we all, we mm -hmm. all have to make money. We all like want, but you things. still want to have your life, but you also like, money. don't want to give up your entire 
identity because you were like, well, I got this job because it paid me. Yeah. And I'm kind of miserable. That's why I'm looking at part-time jobs on like the Chicago Artist Coalition, mm-hmm. the Chicago yeah. Artist Resource. Yeah. Because then if you get, yeah, if you do something that's like, yeah, you're not industry related. That's you're not like going not into an office and like doing inside. data entry. You like can Nate at least was like, you will not work at Starbucks or Uber. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but I just really do want to buy a couch and like <laughs> buy, buy nice flowers for the backyard. Yeah. Like that's all I really want. But yeah, I think that you could, I mean, not I think to camp there, in a tent. There I are jobs camp out there that are like in creative industries where you can at least be like tangential to something that's, yeah. you know, has to do with your life so that, yeah, you don't have to shut off your brain and then go be like office person yeah. for any amount of time. Cause yeah, it will suck your soul a little bit. And it'll make you kind of resentful because you'll just be like, I could be doing my art or I could be doing this and I, but I'm doing this to make money. Right. Like, but yeah, I don't want to do that. And I don't want my kids to experience that for me either. Yeah. I know I'd be really sad and cry every day if I got a shitty job or had like a bad manager or, yeah. you know, was micromanaged. I wouldn't, nah. Yeah. I'm just not down for any of that anymore. And yeah. I think if you, time. if you can figure it out, like, you can get a lot done. I mean, you can, if you are efficient with your time, like there's no reason why you couldn't have a 20 hour a week job Yeah. and still like be there for your kids and have X amount of time locked out for like, this is when I make art. Yeah. And like, maybe yeah. you do that till it's time for your youngest to go to preschool or maybe you do that for six months and then you go, do I hate this job I have or is it fine? Yeah. Cause you know, now it, nowadays it's like you can, you, there is more freedom with like, you don't have to be like, I have this career now and I've, right. I've got this job and I have to be here. Like now I've committed to this and I'm here for 10 years and right. I'm stuck. Part of like, your career now I feel like is just having a really robust experience and resume and yeah. And yeah. like, then you can go anywhere and do whatever yeah. your skills are in. It's like right. your career is more in you than in like a right. company. Than like I was at this company for yeah. a million years or whatever. But I think like as much as I want to be like, don't get a job and like just do your art. Like you also, there's something to be said for like not being stressed out because you do have money right. coming. I mean, and that's why you I'm didn't, at you my didn't job. Because I'm like, week. I'm going to keep yeah. this. Yeah. Like I feel like it would be really stupid for me to like, I mean, that would essentially be adding stress to my situation. Yeah. In some ways. In other ways, like when I think about you, I'm like, but what if you just jumped and like got all this inspiration and and like day to day, I think about it every time. And it's really funny because like sometimes my first thought is like, well, I don't want to like have everything be reliant on. I don't want to dump everything on Josh. I don't want to make everything Mm -hmm. his responsibility. I want to be able to know that like this amount of money is coming in no matter what happens. Like if mm-hmm. orange beautiful tanks, if show of hands stops happening, if show of hands loses money this time for some reason, whatever happens, like I know that I have this job and this paycheck and that will pay yeah. these bills and that's not on Josh. Yeah. But then like, so I always worry like, okay, well if I run this by him and he's like, well, no, you gotta keep that job. Like we need money to pay for X, Y, Z. But like when I did tell him, he was just like, you need to do what you want to do. Like at the end of the day, like we'll figure it out. Like mm-hmm. we'll, f- you'll get money from somewhere else or you'll and maybe go back just and that freedom job. of feeling like I don't have to be here. Yeah. 
I'm making a choice to be here. Yeah, I think that made was it clear what, to you. Yeah. That was like I think when yeah. he told me, like, I choose you can to do whatever you want. I was yeah. like, okay, well then I don't maybe feel trapped. I'm a fucking grown up. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trapped yeah. in a terrible situation. That's totally what it was. Yeah, but I think a lot of me being even having the thought of like I shouldn't have this job was like the world showing me all this shit of like look at this person who does this full time and has yeah. this amazing studio and like is in a million stores a lot and I'm of like, it is smoking couldn't though, like, i be doing that and it's like no I, I can do that with also having this job like there's also people who literally yeah. have three kids and are like making it work and like have a yeah. full-time job and like go and do 20 shows over the course of the summer and I'll do one. Yeah. What's so with like, those people? The <laughs> show right? thing. Oh my gosh. Doing I have the shows. energy for like maybe two a year. Maybe. Right. I mean, so like show of hands. Yeah. Two sounds good to me for the future. <laughs> I'm How so tired. How do people do the 20? I think I it's, don't know. I think well, once you start doing them though, like I get, you get it. everything in place. Like, if yeah. I decided like I'm going to do 15 shows this summer, like, it, I would just it would just happen and it, it would start to the momentum of it and like prepping and having yeah. your everything like set up and yeah. knowing what you're bringing and knowing what the schedule is and like having a helper and yeah like, I think you would just be like cool did that one knocked it out next weekend doing another like I think you have to just get that momentum going like the the atmosphere and the constantly having your face in front of yeah. customers, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I don't love. Extroverted. Yeah. I, mine isn't, I'm Maybe. super, I can fake it when I have to. I'm super yeah. extroverted. I could go to every show all day long and talk to a million people all day long for several days in a row. And that none of that would bother me. My thing is like the, I don't know the like soul crushing, like I'm a card person and like, I'll literally talk to 300 people and five people will buy something mm. like it's, it's like, and five sales of cards <laughs> is like, is like five times five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so it's, I don't know. There's something like that. I understand what category I'm in. I understand what, like why people buy things and when they buy them. And like, I'm just not like, I'm not, that person like mm -hmm. i'm not in the right industry for that and also most of the shows in the summer are outside and i'm a fucking card person and i'm not having it i'm not doing outside shows sorry like that's yeah i yeah. lose so much product and like so much it's so it's a high, great it's product so, for wholesale yeah you can mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. that's exactly right and so like i feel like any energy i would have or capital to throw it booth fees and like mm -hmm. you know you might as well advertise shit. a shit store i should be making a fucking amazing catalog and right. like updating my website and getting a bunch of brick and mortars Do to sell it. my shit yes for me. you should be yeah right and then you don't have to stand anymore and i think that weekend. was the other thing too is like i was totally using my part-time job as this excuse for like mm. why that hasn't happened and why mm. i'm not on top of it and then i'm like none of that is real like i think that maybe after the whole store thing you were a little like just needed a break. I mean, from fuck the store some stuff, Jesus. you know, like, yeah. And you're just getting back into the swing of having energy for a show of hands. It's like after each birth I had, I had <laughs> by the time they were like two, huh? I was like, okay, I'm starting to get my brain back a little bit. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like mm. I could take on something hard I think again. We do. And then I'd get pregnant. Again. I think like, <laughs> and then there's another one. And then you say it like, 
it well, happened then we to would you. Choose, <laughs> woke up and you're like, we would shit. choose oh, to allow my body again. to conceive. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like when we complain about like, damn it, I just got better and then I got the flu. Right. <laughs> she yeah. says she it just it like, like that. I had another baby. No, it's like I, we can take on something hard. Let's be crazy and make another mm. human. Might as well. We did, <laughs> we did it the one time. Knock we it out. We can survive two years of no sleep again. It'll be fun. I think, yeah, I think definitely comparing me not getting my wholesale catalog together and childbirth is... <laughs> no, like your store. I love how this you, like, clothes turned into store. Jamie solving Jamie's Emily's helping problems. Jamie's helping me with my problem. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> no, well, I like it. But I think it's interesting <laughs> that you say you that about the like there being like kind of a longer amount of time because I think we do, I think like people in general, like you saying like, oh, is three, isn't three years like a long amount of time to like not have this magically be amazing. But a, like, an, a I, think, living. I think we like, <laughs> give ourselves too much shit about like well shouldn't i be over this by now or shouldn't this be better by now or like it's been so long and you're like has it though like i think about that a lot with the store where like you started talking about it and i'm like that was so fucking long ago but like no it wasn't it was like two years ago yeah like that wasn't it wasn't 20 years ago it was two years ago yeah and like it's not like i've been not doing anything in those two years. No, I've had five <laughs> large other, events. You have other babies, and, right? So it's like a weird thing to like. I think we. I think a lot of people tend to, be really hard on themselves and be like, yeah, I should. This should be done by now, and I should be fixed, or I should be, yeah, doing so great because look how much time has passed, and it's like. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I've been but in business we can for see it for other people. And, like, so I'm easily. still struggling. Like when people say like, oh, I've been in business for three years and shouldn't this be, shouldn't I be at this point by now? And I'm like, I've been in business for 15 years and I'm still like, what the fuck am I doing? You've been in like three businesses for 15 years. <laughs> right. But still, it's like, if I, if I look at the amount of time, then yeah, I'm a complete failure. Like, no, that's ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm allowed to do whatever I need to do. It's easy to see and have grace for other people. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we should just look at other people, feel that feeling for them and and then then apply apply it to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) It's so, I mean, it's very hard. Like I can see like, the businesses of show of hands vendors so clearly where I'm like, obviously do this. This seems very like do this. What, why is this hard for you? Why are you so down on yourself? Why do you not see that this is valuable? Why do you not see that you're undercharging? Why do you not see that people like this or that you should be in stores and like, or that you're capable or that you're on your way or like the people who are like, Oh, I'm just like, I'm really bad at talking to people or I'm really bad at pricing or I'm really bad at whatever. And I'm like, I'll tell you what you're bad at. Like (laughs) get rid of this tablecloth. Like I'll like, (laughs) will you tell me what I'm bad at? (laughs) Tell you what you're bad at. Will you tell me? I think, I think your main thing, she has an answer. No, I have an answer. (laughs) I think your main thing is, is being apologetic about your pricing really that was the only thing i could think of off the top of my head like it's not it's not your pricing it's it's that you're too apologetic about it you're you're so you're i don't even know when i'm doing that because i didn't know i was doing you're nervous about like is this i think you're focused on like you know that your stuff is more expensive than your peers like if because okay because i peer myself with like i think that it's smart for you to peer yourself with like show of hands people and people that maybe make 
$20 items and $40 items and like are giftable. And Mm -hmm. because I think that your customer is, is those people. Like, I think that in my mind, your stuff is like what people who would never buy art would Mm -hmm. buy and be like, Oh, I bought art. Yeah. Oh, you know that. Ma- yeah, I bought. Oh, yeah, that's art. You're yeah. right. I hung a lot on my of wall. So yeah, art it's art. Yeah. Like people who don't necessarily wake up and go like, oh, I'm an art collector, or oh, I bought a piece last week, to or I went yeah. to this gift show, or <laughs> like even the people who are like buying art for status or things like that, like yeah. people who think that they're supposed to buy art. Like, yeah. I don't think any of those people are your customer. Like, you might get some of those people. And like, those are going to be the people that are like, can I commission you to do a $4,000 piece for my entryway in my Saga Tuck home? Yes, mm-hmm. I, you can. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like people will see your stuff and be like, I, w- I didn't even realize I needed like some beautiful, cool thing to hang yeah. on my wall. And like, normally I wouldn't buy this, but I want this. Yeah. And I think that sometimes people have to like, I think sometimes people have to know that you're like, this is what it costs and this is mm-hmm. why. And I don't care what your opinion is. And they get confidence from my confidence. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, just because you're in context at some shows, like you may do an art show where like, you're the lower end of things. For sure. Mm-hmm. I am the lower end of any right. art. Yeah. And then you, you might find that that's problematic because now yeah. the people in that environment are going to be like, why is this so cheap? Yeah. Like what's like, why is this not something I should want? Why is it so inexpensive? Yeah. And then in the context of something like show of hands or like renegade or something like that, like you're going to be a higher end thing. But like, if you're literally like, yep, here it is. This is how much it costs. Oh, you don't like it? Well, here's these lower end items yeah. over here. Those are for you. These aren't for you. These framed things, not for you. Mm-hmm. And like, don't care about it. Like, yeah, don't yeah. care. Like, I have the same thing with my stuff where like all my stuff is low end and I just feel like people still will literally take photographs of my cards and say like, oh, I'm texting this to my friend. And I'm like, you can't give me fucking $4. Like you literally can't, you give can't me just buy it for your friend. Fucking $4. <laughs> so like in the, in the world where that exists, like you have to realize that like this, there are people who literally won't give me $4. So there's definitely people who aren't going to give you $300. Like, and we all have those people. Like Michelle has people who are like, is this necklace $40? Like, cool. Not for you. Yeah. Not not for you. What necklaces are people buying that are less than $40? (laughs) The people that buy jewelry at Target. Target. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Even Target is like, but like the fact $40. that somebody oh, really, I, no, I, Target, no. I mean, it's true. I'm like, afraid to see it's how I go to like Walgreens and I'm like, people will always like pull out the, like, especially like older ladies will always be like, I can just go get a card like this at CVS. And I'm like, please do that. Cause they're six 99. They are. Why are they so expensive? Like, why are you a moron? <laughs> the trouble I, I have with cards is like, buying them ahead of time yeah it's just never practice i've ever had in yes. my life and i think that's what i need to do yeah, yeah. so then i, I bought have them. 10 uh happy yeah, birthday cards from her from at the sample sale because i just like having like, them yeah, I, just have birthday I wanted cards. to come to that too but i think I there's a lot of stuff where like we have to remember that like if a hundred people walk through your booth like three of them are your customer 
Okay. Yeah. And like, don't, I think and like, I'm don't your customer. Worry about it. Because I think I'm your customer we too. We buy art from other people. Yeah. And I thought I was getting too good of a, like a deal. Steal. Okay. You also had changed your prices yeah. in yeah. between Saturday and Sunday, and yeah, I didn't yeah. get to you until Sunday, so I okay. benefited yeah, from something from that delay. I also don't think you needed to have done. Yeah, I mean, I think because I wanted that investment. Yeah. No, I, back and I get and it. Like, yeah, yeah, I do. Obviously, I get it. Yeah, um, and I see lots of people do that. Yeah, but I was totally comfortable with the prices that they were in the yeah. first place. And I think you also, I mean, when you get into things that are art versus like standard things, like where people can have, like people sometimes think that they understand value or like why something is a price. So like my cards, like regardless of the cost of goods and my design fee or whatever, um, and like how much it took for me to package it, how much it mm -hmm. took me to bring it to this show, like all of those costs, like should kind of mathematically equal, like it costs this much and like, you know, mm -hmm. plus this markup equals this price. Mm -hmm. But in reality, my prices are dictated by what do cards the market cost? value. What are, yeah. what do greeting cards cost? What will people pay for right. cards? And so like, I actually can't make my cards cheaper than they are because people will be like, why is this card cheap mm -hmm. when cards are $5? But if I make them more expensive, people will be like, well, wait, there's a card over here. That's this like in the yeah. context of greeting cards, like some people are letter pressing cards and like having them foil yeah. stamped somewhere. And some people are like hand painting things. And like there are greeting cards that are worth mm -hmm. physically more than my cards, but I have to keep the industry standard or otherwise I'm underselling myself. I'm underselling other people. Right. Um, and like even my print costs, like people, there was a while there where like my prints were not selling very well. And a couple people pointed out to me, they're like, well, it's because they're too cheap. Mm. Like you're not charging what everyone else is charging. Mm. And I like started paying attention to like people who were like digital, just digitally printing prints the same way I print mine. And they were calling them bullshit things like G clay, which is not a real thing <sighs> and making it sound fancy and being like, it's on this fancy paper stock and blah, 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 blah. And like their packaging was really nice. And I thought, Oh, okay. My shit's the same as these, but I'm charging $10 and they're charging $18. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, so I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Like this is on me. And it's like, I was making enough money at that price markup wise, but also like, it doesn't matter how much you marked them up if nobody's buying it. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so then I raised my prices and now they sell like bad prints are selling great. Huh. They sell more than cards, but there's something like, I don't know. There's something about like, you know, art and like when it's subjective and people want, there's something about your work where like, remember when we were talking about at the show where I was saying like these that look like they were hard to make, like the woven pieces mm -hmm. that are j bigger yeah. in people's dumb, I don't know about art brains there, they go, Oh, that would be harder to make than this would be. Mm -hmm. Like this framed mm -hmm. piece is I little and I'm not really sure how it was made. And it kind of looks like maybe it's just a drawing or a collage. Mm -hmm. And so like in people's brains, they're like, why is that more expensive oh. than that? Mm -hmm. and I so definitely don't 
like well, a, you as don't. someone who like knows how to make things right. or can look at something and know how it's and made. And I think that's the thing. I would I'm like when I was picking out what I wanted, it was purely based on like the aesthetic the of aesthetic it. of yes. it. Mm-hmm. Of course. I don't I think, give a shit how and I think that's long something took if I like how it looks, yeah, that is right. all it matters. And yeah. I think that's true of everyone, except when you get into this costs two hundred dollars or this costs four hundred dollars, because then people go, "Oh, I really like that." Like, there's that initial, like, "I really like this." I love. I would. Oh, I imagine this in my house. I love it. It's beautiful. And then, what is the next thing they look at? The well, price the tag. Price. Sure. And if they see that price tag, and it seems, for whatever's going on in their brain. If that price seems wrong, then that's when they like don't just buy it. Like if there's mm-hmm. something about that price that's like it's either like you would be like, Oh, this seems cheap. Like why is this yeah. this shouldn't this should be more expensive. I'm gonna snatch this up. Like I've had that at several shows where I'm like, Oh, this is only this much like that cera- I bought that ceramics piece at yeah. the make thing mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. by the renegade. Cause I would like turn it over and it was $15. I'm like, this should be $40. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm buying this right now. Yeah. But there's something about like, it's makes it your job a lot harder because now you have to be like, you kind of have to be arbitrary about like what that price is. Um, right. Like you kind of have, have to be like, well, here's my cost of materials. And like, that gets me to this number, but then what makes up that other amount not. of money? Cause you are doing it based on time and materials now, right? No, I'm kind of doing it based on what I think it can sell for. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not bad. Um, I thought for some reason that, Cause it's because you always say that you're running like a 50% profit margin. So I keep thinking that oh, you're, yeah, yeah. you know, basing it off of time and materials, no, which just how, should like, get you my 50%. sales. Okay. And at the, yeah. At the end, when you look at everything, and my expenses at yeah. the end of the year, oh, yeah. okay. it's like, um, so I was going to mention that Steve does his pricing on paintings based on square inch. Yeah. That's what I do for okay. commissions. Yeah. I don't know if I did that for the, like collection I had at show of hands about play because they were totally different size than I've ever done. Okay. But for commissions to price commissions, I always do. I started with like, uh, I heard that like entry level artists, like painters do like a dollar a square inch. That's what Steve says. Yeah. So I added that up and it just sounded ridiculous compared to the prices that I had been having. So I've just been slowly trying to make my way up toward that. And I'm at like 45 cents right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a dollar square square actually uh, a square inch is a lot. I mean, my being like $3,000, my green cards are like 45 cents a square inch. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. They're basically art. It works out. It works out just fine. I mean, that's an interesting, like it's just, it becomes like, a thing where you get into the, the whole like ridiculousness of like money and perceived value and yeah. artwork and how people like see things. Yeah. And it is setting too. Cause like if I took all the stuff I had at show of hands and put it in a gallery setting, I could triple yeah. all the prices Absolutely. I had on Yeah, it. totally. But to, to actually make the same amount of money, the, the same amount of sales, I would never sell as much at, I think, in an art gallery situation as I would at show of hands. Right. 
as as quickly, I guess. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a lot. It's I mean, a yeah, very like is, networking, mm, relational, yeah. time heavy. There's a world. lot of, mm-hmm. yeah, context and. And people like deliberate and they, they want to buy like become collectors or have relationships or like, yeah, you know, buy things from a specific gallery or, you know, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. And then there's this whole, I don't know. There's like class issues and like, yeah, it's a weird social. It's like a major learning curve to learn the whole culture of the art world and to not also just get super annoyed with it. It's yeah, it is weird. I mean, having like kind of been more in it a while ago than I am now. It it is weird, like being in this group of artists who are all <coughs> crazy poor, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and having to navigate this world in which you're hoping that like multi millionaires, right, the give richest you of money. the rich, such will a support saturated you. market with a, such a small <coughs> number of buyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a a weird weird thing. Um, and I, I mean, it's part of why like Steve's always resisted, like going all in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it's hard. Like, yeah. Also the expectations that an artist who is like by far like the most like emotional all over the place mm-hmm. kind of person yeah. should have to navigate that sort of like, like business, high stakes but, yeah. money, which is like, why biz- galleries exist and art reps and yeah yeah yeah. for sure but even like to get into the gallery you have to like it's mm -hmm. all like we we know this Mm -hmm. that we would have had to have shown up at every friday night first Mm -hmm. friday night art gallery thing for years to have integrated ourselves into that scene Mm -hmm. and like i don't remember what year i quit trying and just Mm -hmm. decided i'm jewelry makes money Mm-hmm. packing up the painting stuff yeah i'm doing this and then steve's kind of gone in and out of trying and not trying yeah and i don't know where we're at right now he's building a computer so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're doing that yeah <laughs> um oh the art world fuck which is why yeah. i think it's important to now the way things are to know that like you can I feel like you could kind of dip your toe in that mm-hmm. whole area, yeah, yeah. but maybe Without make your being completely dependent right. Like on don't, it. Yeah. don't feel like, well, I got to go all into like crazy fine art land with like yeah. galleries and rich people. Like I feel like because, especially because of the kind of work you're creating, because it's not hardcore traditional fine art, mm. like, and it is kind of leans towards like this is decor and it's yeah. more accessible and like you could do a variety of like scales of things it's and not it's just like garbage and it's also not like it's it's not something that is like limiting in like what people relate how people relate to it like mm-hmm. there's so, like some kinds of art are just like well this is very specific like dark oil painting you know yeah. that has these emo- you know you get there's a specific it's person like that likes that with like blood coming out of his <laughs> nose <laughs> right you're like i have one kind of customer 
and you have like three people that have a bunch of money and they're like the ones paying your bills because they like those paintings mm-hmm. but like there's something about if you can kind of like spread yourself out into like other markets like interior designers and yeah. like knowing you know doing some craft maker events and like doing yeah. pop-ups at things and like seeing what boutiques could have your stuff and like i've you done know. all of that yeah oh. like i think that i think that's just have to you keep going work. like have I you think, yeah. done any of the like art fair like, like full like on. we were talking about like the amder type art fair shows other no, than what uh, are they like the like so like old town okay, yeah there's old like town. old town art fair they've d- they do like they do a lot of shows that aren't in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like they're Suburb kind of like outside things. of Chicago. I should check those out because they're probably cheaper, huh? And they're more, but I feel like when I I've don't know gone that they're to the cheaper. suburbs before, they're like make but, a face. Oh, okay. Like, what is? Those? But maybe like some people are making a face, and like other people are like, "Thank God this is here." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they still don't buy it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you. Well, I mean, it we talked about this earlier. You definitely need to talk to Yojo and get the okay. deal on what get the art run fairs Yojo. are good. Let's talk art fairs. She might hear this. Yeah, I think she, she probably yeah. will. So, um, Jamie She'll needs help. She'll give you a list of the um, ones that are good and Because we don't have bad. any experience with that. Yeah, I think you I've need to at least, shows like, that. Like, like, those are the kind of shows where you don't need to bring smaller things necessarily. Right. Yeah. I think just yeah. trying like selling the big stuff somewhere yeah. you know and do you also think it's worth making a body of work and paying for a whole one of a kind booth or is one of a kind more of a, like a crafty thing no i think one of a kind could be really good yeah. if you did a full I, even we just like five thousand dollars we kind of five thousand it's like three thousand yeah. dollars okay but we just had a con- did you see the thread on the show of hands feed that um i don't know grego designed that does hmm. the wood like inlay i hadn't stuff. seen anyone comment yet there's like 28 comments oh on it shit now. um so he basically said like i think he should have hey do i got it. accepted into yeah. one of a kind they're giving me the option basically like he has the option of like an emerging artist booth or a full booth and he was like hey who's done this like which one should i do and several people chimed in like people that have done the show before um my feeling was like i mean and i kind of said like i don't have a whole lot of like i don't know that my opinion is super relevant because the last i did the show i did one of a kind 2005 to 2009 so it's like 10 years ago 15 years ago Mm -hmm. um but i did an emerging artist booth the first year and at the time an emerging artist booth cost like 500 dollars. wow because this was 15 years ago um and that first show i literally brought a folding table with a tablecloth and made a bunch of books because i'm a book binder so i made a bunch of books and I had some stationary sets that I had made and like a couple boxes. Like I make these like paper covered boxes. Cool. And I literally sold like almost everything I brought. Like wow. I had to go home. Book, are they like notebooks or what kind yeah, of books? Yeah, they were okay. like blank journal. I want to get books. your advice on how to make some books. Uh, done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, there and like book binding classes at Little Street. Oh, you take oh if I you don't know if I want to bind apply for I the just want to know how to make like a zine i'm, I'm oh, making yeah. it i have it i have all the content i just yeah. don't know how to like 
make it, it into the, physical. Oh yeah, I can help you with that. Okay. But they like I just kind of like brought a bunch of random shit and was like, I wonder how this will go. Like I just spent a, like a ton of money for you know. Like, I was like, this is the most money I've ever yeah. spent to do anything. And I thought it'll be fine. It'll be great. And I ended up like selling everything, ev- like pretty much everything I brought. I had to go home like each night and make more stuff for the next day because That's I was like just, the like, dream and the nightmare. The it was literally time. the dream <laughs> and the nightmare all at the same time. And at the end of the She's day, so like tired. after the show was over, I had made like $1,500 and like for on a $500 booth. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. this is amazing. How is this even possible? Like I was hoping I would like maybe make my booth feedback. Mm-hmm. And I, and so then the next year I was like, well, I should just splurge and like get a full booth. And then when I did a full booth, I made like $4,000 that year mm-hmm. and was like, this is stupid. Like I literally made like the highest price point item I had was like $30. So like for me to be making that kind of money was kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so I just, to- I told him, I'm like, I know it seems insane to like go so much farther out of like, like to go from this price to this price to have a full booth. But it's the same way I feel about shared booths at show of hands. I'm like, if you get a shared booth, up level it, you'll sell you a lot more. Are spending half as much money on your booth fee, which is only two hundred and fifty dollars, you will make four times as much money. Like, mm-hmm. if you barely scrape by at your shared booth, mm-hmm. you should have done so a full much, one. So much less visible. Because yeah, and the customer takes you the, more seriously. Right, the customer, yeah, yeah. as much as you think the customer doesn't notice they fucking you look like a hobbyist like you look like you couldn't afford the booth that everybody else could afford and i know that seems really crazy but like i don't know and then his the thing i the point i made to him was like your work is large scale like if you have a smaller footprint there's only so much you can bring even so like when you have work it just doesn't look as good and when you're showing off stuff that's like look how this would look on your wall. Right. Like, it'd be so cool if you, like, I was thinking about Lydia uh, from Argument and mm-hmm. Defiance did a booth where she literally had a bed. Like, yeah. Marco's done that too. Yeah. She literally mm-hmm. had these, like, dyed sheets that she had made and, like, she set up a fucking bed mm-hmm. in her booth and had a, all her sheets, like, on a bed to be like, this is what this I will just look like in your home. All day. <laughs> but I was like, that's so genius. Like, set up a living room and be like, yeah. look at my cool mid-century modern living room with my giant art piece on the wall. Okay. And you were just saying cool. that, do I you like want to buy room, it? Right? I was like, I can't do a bed because I have thought of that. But yeah, yeah. living room makes like a lot more sense. you literally had, like, an adorable like little couch end or like table. end table with a coffee, like, yeah. like an armchair and, and a gorgeous. You need to like just borrow it from Chris. Yeah. He would totally put like, price put a tags sign, on it. You could put a yeah. sign on there. that's like furniture yeah. brought to you yeah. by district. Here's yeah. his business card. And then just like, be like, look at what your life could be. If you bought my artwork. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be this. This could good. be your living room. Didn't you just post something about like how you noticed that people like the styled, photos more yeah okay so this is a good illustration of the difference between the art world Uh and the like actually trying to sell your art world (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i went to a thing that was like about your websites and i asked you could like offer your feedback this is at the chicago artist coalition which i love their workshops love them recommend um but the way a fine art artist's website looks is in so many ways opposite to the way someone who's 
trying to make commerce mm-hmm. off of their mm-hmm. art. Yeah. <laughs> their website looks because a buyer of art wants totally different things. They just want to see the art than a gallerist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wants. Yeah. So like for the fine art website, they told me make all your pictures cooler. They're all too warm. Take out all the furniture and styled shots. It should be on just a plain white background. Hmm. Change your shop name from shop your shop page from shop to available work yeah you know yeah or gallery and then my friend who's a business coach she's like why does it say available work it's like for a from a ux perspective that's not very clear so it needs to say like shop Mm -hmm. so then i put purchase which felt like a good like in between of like this like fine art versus like i want to come buy your stuff just tell me where to go Yeah, yeah you know and now, and so all my listings right now have just the white background and the, with a cool, you know, but then my friend was like, where's the like style shots? <laughs> and I haven't sold any of them. So I'm taking the style shots and going to put those in there too. So I'm like trying to like yeah. straddle. I have the, to have both. The two. Yeah. Yeah. The product. It's really annoying. And the Maybe you need to have two shot. different yeah. uh, websites. <laughs> I know I asked one them that for, and they're like, well, that's kind of separating yourself too much. You are the sure. same person. Yeah. I think I you know. can have both. I, I mean, like I, th- I, I think have I've seen like product shot, full of shot, model shot and then flat lay styled thing that Ooh, Emily Ryan flat does for me. Yeah. I'm so crazy about flat lay. I love how they I look. wish I could flat lay everything them. in the world. I just think <laughs> <laughs> they're so cool. <laughs> you should write that down. <laughs> I wish I could flat lay everything. <laughs> I just like seeing little collections of things arranged. Yeah. Like Lisa Congdon's bread oh bag God. tags. Yeah. Those bread bags that just like delighted me. She's great. So much when I saw her arrange all the different colors of bread bag tags. I'm like, why haven't I been saving bread bag tags all <laughs> my <laughs> life? How many bread bag tags have I just let I slip through my them. fingers? I could have been making collages with them. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use that to transition to um, asking if there are any people, artists, business owners that you think are doing it well i mean doing what yeah. you want like someone who's your like i want to be like who's your this business person idol. you thing. cannot say me or michelle <laughs> <laughs> darn I would, now what well we would tell you we're you're take, wrong don't do that <laughs> but our name's out of the running thank you um yeah i don't know honestly really i don't okay. know i mean i think i, know I who see people who who do fine art and i see people who do commercial i'm gonna tell art, you who you and i don't want to be exactly like either okay. i'm gonna yeah, tell you who, who huh. your person is okay dolan guyman oh do you know him yeah i think he's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, not not i actually love his work not his work necessarily i like i actually like his well even though his work's awesome I have a piece of yeah, this. I, mean, I, actually I, I probably, yeah, some business stuff. stuff. I think that I I don't know sometimes how I feel about all of this. Like, uh, I'm on a mountain. No. Oh. Native American yeah, references when he's, as far as I know, not actually Native American. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've no. actually looked that up because I'm like, is this, is he just is this appropriating all this do? shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I don't most know, but of those it is really cool. Are commissioned pieces? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Maybe. I think most of his large-scale stuff is like things that people are asking him to make. Maybe, yeah. Um. Anyway, all that regardless, to say, he, of does, the, yeah. he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. American really cool situation. Uh, my so basically, um, I met him and Allie, his wife, um, 
in 2005, the first time I did one of a kind, they were also an emerging artist booth. And I remember he had these he had these bigger pieces that were like fucking amazing and like crazy expensive. And then he'll make the prints. And then he has these like plywood screen prints that were like, Oh, that like, I really like your work. I really like what this looks like. I really like your style. I want a piece of it. And like me, I was like, I have no money. I'm fucking, I literally quit my job like a year ago to do this dumb thing that I'm doing. I literally just gave one of a kind $500. I don't know if I'm gonna make any money. And I'm like at their booth, like obsessing over everything. And then I'm like, Oh cool. He has these like panel things that were like, I think at the time they were, I don't know, 30 bucks or something. Wow. And I was like, I'm totally buying one of these. I get, like, I get a piece of this. It's so great. And in my mind, I'm like, someday I'm going to be able to buy like a real piece from him that costs a lot of money. And it struck me later. I was like, that's so smart. Like it's so, there were, there were mm -hmm. other people in one of a kind that were literally like, I'm a painter and I have like four paintings on the wall and they all cost $10,000. And so they're looking for one. And it's person. like, I wouldn't even walk in their booth because what yeah. would be the point of that? Like, mm -hmm. even if I like what you're doing, even if I engage with it or think it's interesting, like I can't have it. I can't, I will never be able to afford that. I will never There's nothing accessible $10,000 yeah, to just to buy just a painting with. Non -art. Yeah. And so it struck me like, Oh, that's such a smart business move to like get, let people who don't have $10,000, and none of Dolan's pieces were $10,000. They were, you know, like I think hundreds. Yeah. I think he had like a giant piece that was maybe 1500 bucks, but like kind of having that realization of like, a, I could be making more money at my booth right now <clears throat> because I have these smaller scale pieces available. So like the likelihood that someone will buy one is greater, mm -hmm. but also like realizing that the minute I buy that for 30 bucks and take it home and put it in my house, that's now like a constant reminder of like, I love that artist. I should check in on them. I should see what they're doing. Oh my God, I came into some money. I'd love to have a piece like that made for this other room, or I should buy another one of those for my, for a gift for someone or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like you now have like entered someone's home with your art mm -hmm. for less money. And like the likelihood that that person will come and buy something from you in the future is pretty great. Yeah. So like something about that, like, stuck with me and then I just remember kind of seeing him grow and their business grow and like he would be at Renegade and he would always have kind of a wide Tears. range of prices for things mm -hmm. where like he'd have kind of like a pinnacle piece that would be prominently displayed all by itself on a wall and like that was that's the one you want but like probably isn't gonna sell like maybe he'll Renegade. sell it right maybe he'll sell it later maybe he'll sell it to like a regular customer of theirs but it's there to be like look how fucking sweet i am mm -hmm. <laughs> like look how amazing look yeah. at what i can do yeah. doesn't matter that you can't afford it but please come in to my booth meet me have a conversation mm -hmm. with me here's this bin of these other things. And like you, you could feel like no matter what amount of money you could spend or were willing to spend, there were like options for things. Mm -hmm. And it just, from a business standpoint, just made so much sense. Like, Oh, that's not just a person who's like, I only do this. Mm -hmm. Like, well then cool. You're only going to have those customers then. <clears throat> like yeah. it kind of 
seemed like a very calculated, smart way to like, if the reason Reach different people, if the real thing is like, I'm making art and I want more people to have it. Well, then yeah, that's yeah. the perfect way to do it. And he continues to do that. Like at shows, he'll still have kind of like this mm-hmm. bin of screen printed boards and like other pieces that still go with what he's doing, but aren't, you know, $3,000. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I mean, I feel like that's what you kind of, I mean, you did a show yeah, hand. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, I can't spend hundreds of dollars on something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So like seeing smaller pieces of, pieces of art that I can have is really yeah. exciting. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know if this is like, this is a very different example, but I always think about, cause you're like, can you make it as an artist? I always think about Laura Berger who yeah. we used to do craft shows with. Yeah. You know, she yeah, sold she was in show cards yeah. and mm. like yeah, print small. Print. Yeah, yeah. Like little I have a couple of her very old prints. Yeah, me too. Um, that are completely different from her current work. And I also have a limited edition screen five color screen print Mm -hmm. that's from her new work. Yeah. Um, like she transitioned from just being like stationary Mm -hmm. to being a legit Mm. artist who has gallery shows and and still commissions for murals and large scale stuff. Yeah. She also does a lot of licensing work. Like I think Mm -hmm. a lot of her, I just pulled up her longevity has been like how she has things. Yeah. Um, like she's definitely kind of just kept doing her thing. And, and I think, I feel like she just was really good at like just getting exposure. Like Laura Berger, B E R G E R.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people can check it out. She's awesome. Okay, and I'm she's gonna a look lovely at her person site later. And she's, I mean, even now her. she's really good at like, and she like sh- people share her stuff. Yes. All people over. share her stuff constantly. And like, she has a I very distinct color palette. And she, you know, she like people copy her shit all the time. Yeah. I've but seen like, it. you know, yeah. Actually, um, I have seen some of this. But I think she did even like kind of five years ago, like she just did a good job of like trying to have little pop ups in shops and like bring pieces to you know, like she'd have a show at Hazel or she'd do something at like a boutique that she sold stuff to or whatever. Like yeah. she was just she was willing to just kind of like show up for stuff and meet people Be out and there. understood mm-hmm. like I, think I need to get out I need, there more yeah like but I just need to expose just more people to my work feeling like I stepped back from trying to get out there so much so that I could build up a body of work more yeah because it was so you have to hard switch to back and forth up. as yeah. an artist you can't yeah yeah I don't think you're all expected of it all to do time. both at the same time yeah, yeah. at all yeah, yeah um oh god see now I was thinking I should have talked to Steve more about this beforehand, but we had the whole flooded car thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't happen. Um, but he has this uh, thing about like always having um, two, two or three bodies of work ready to show at any time. Okay. So like building that up and then moving uh. forward. And I think okay, that's something cool. like a professor told him. Yeah, or something. I, that makes sense. I can. That makes a lot. I of need sense. to pump him for more information later. Yeah. I mean, I think like there's a lot of makers that do that kind of yeah. in the same way where like they'll take 
you know, like right after the holidays, you just go into like full production mode. Yeah. Knowing that like, okay, I have shows for like 12 weeks straight starting in May. Yeah. And then they just like, and then they're not making, like during that time that they're doing show after show after show, they're not in full production mode. Like they might do little bits of things, like restocking. They're literally like fully stocked with whatever. That's what I'm trying to do this year for the first time. I have to start my holiday prep now. Yeah. Having stuff ready so that then you can commit to the like, I have to show up at these things. I have to go to these shows. I have to like push my social media further. So I'll have work even if. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not like every day making stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because it's like all of us when you're self-employed, like you have to be your own PR person and your own social media person. And you're like, you have to do all that shit yourself. And it's like, it's pretty awesome too, though. I was thinking the other day, just how many things I've learned in the last couple of years, like about photography and about illustrator and about different computer programs and about different craft skills and woodworking skills and, taxes and yeah because you're like i guess i gotta do budgeting this. and yeah yeah marketing and printing stuff and networking and yeah yeah it's, it's a, a lot. lot we can <laughs> we, we all have done like 900 jobs yeah and yet we only get paid for like a quarter of one and we still are and we're fine still with like it. this is great <laughs> yeah. well i wouldn't say we're fine with it we're a little bit like is this stupid should we go get it on a different job where oh we God. actually get i mean paid? i constantly feel like that i've constantly felt like that for 15 years where i'm like is this stupid like <laughs> and people and sometimes people who are like super new will ask me like oh well like event like you know once i'm in like year 10 it's good that that goes away and i'm like a does millionaire it? <laughs> i'm like you're an idiot <laughs> like it does not go away and that's fine it's totally fine that it doesn't go away i think maybe for different kinds of businesses it's different where you're not actually making the things you're yeah, selling that's true. Yeah. Sure. you reach like a point of just rhythm and profiting hopefully you do that with any business but I do think it's harder when you're physically making everything you it's, sell. It's a totally different game. Yeah. yeah. Why I mean, do we, I'm why not do we physically do it? making things. Well. I mean, I'm designing stuff, but yeah, I'm not physically I, making anything. You're you're making the things. I'm I mean, you're not at, like. Looking at a computer. Yeah. Or drawing shit. I guess the drawing is the making. Yeah. Well, plus you have like three businesses. So. Yeah, I, oh. like you really need to be paid by show of hands. <laughs> like I think if no you, well, added, all your boosts are going up. Then. Sorry, everyone, sorry, but everybody. seriously, if you added like twenty five dollars every booth and could just like, oh, I'm doing that. that straight. <laughs> I'm already She's doing, already that. doing that. Yeah, the pro- my problem is that when I raise the booth fee or I get money from other places, it just goes and I'm be- I'm terrible at being like, well, that's mine. So I just pay and that's for other things. I pay, I up the marketing budget. I pay for more well, stuff. Stop. I pay for mo- like okay. more you promotion. You gotta pay for Emily first and, yeah. for her and migraine it, days. Well, and like there are times when Josh is like, so what happens if you aren't running the show anymore? And I'm like, there's no show. And he's like, so that's not something 
that it's money not sustainable to I think <laughs> I mean the way I figured out how to stop doing exactly that like yeah. every year it's like oh cool we're making more money but how come I've yeah how come I'm broke I'm just still Where like paying my rent and buying groceries right yeah, yeah. like with the money right. from the business Why is this not and it didn't switch until I put myself on payroll yeah. but even becoming then, an s-corp yeah um even then like I didn't start taking excess money until like the holidays. I was still paying myself the bare minimum. Yeah. It didn't change until I set my pay way higher than I thought then you I should needed. Have. Yeah. That's what I need to do. Yeah. So now like mm. I'm so I much mean, more conscious about if you want to be that old lady. Money. I do. <laughs> Who's the queen of Chicago craft shows. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be that, but um, <laughs> I want to be the queen of like gotta my show. Gotta pay yourself a paycheck. Well, the fact is, is like I try to think about it in terms of like if I worked for somebody else doing the job that I'm doing, I would be, I, there is a, there's an amount of money that I would require yeah. to be mm-hmm. paid. Oh yeah. And if I. A salary. Right. Even. Like, yeah, a full fucking Benefits. salary. And the fact that I don't pay myself that means that like I'm either not managing my money terribly or I'm not charging what I should be charging. Yeah. Um, but I'm constantly like apologetic for like how much, I mean, I'm doing exactly what I told you yeah, not, to, not do, to do, but like I'm constantly like, I don't want to be renegade. I don't want to be this show, that show, this show and right. just price gouge people. But yeah, but maybe it never was price time. gouging. Maybe well, they're like covering their butts. Thing is yeah. like, paying themselves. Yeah. yeah um, they have a big staff. You can't be like a martyr yeah. for all the makers and never pay yourself because it's unsustainable. Too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but unsustainable. I, I will and say, we want it to continue. We want show of con- hands to continue. You're to be honest, you're one of the cheapest cheapest booth fees in the city of Chicago. Can you tell with, a bunch of assholes that with the best <laughs> With the well, I am right now with one of the best venues. Yeah, the venue is really good. And I think, but I think that's part of it. Is like people. That's why it costs so much. People, if you want a cheaper booth fee, go to the suburbs. Like the dumb. It's like a hundred dollars for a booth. Yeah. Go, yeah, go to buy. <laughs> or like something that's in a gym. That's yeah, what, those yeah. are yeah, your options. And Plumbers Hall is available. And it's not necessarily a bad yeah. thing. We've both done yeah, plenty of totally shows in gyms. You can do that. It's totally you do different that thing you can afford. Than, than, yeah. a, yeah. than, a, than a show that is paying for rent at Architectural Sorry. Artifacts. But I think that's the thing. Is and like a marketing. lot of people don't have any concept of like how much money it takes to run that show. Like no people don't yeah. have any... like. Like the dumb bitches that sent me an email that was also sent to Covet Market about like, mm. I did the math. I know how much money you're making off application fees. And then she like accidentally said Covet Market. And I'm like, you sent this to two people. Oh, yeah. But yeah. she didn't. They oh, basically like that. they applied to show of hands, didn't get in, were very fucking bitter about it and decided to preach at were me about from- how I'm scamming people people they by from taking Chicago. Uh, No, they don't know how much um, things cost by taking application fees. And we're basically like you know, like I, like we did the math and like you got this many applications and I know how much money that is. And I'm like, congratulations on doing math. That's why applica- like, I'm not, I'm not denying that those application fees pay for shit. I'm not a liar. Yeah. Like no one's deceiving you. Yeah. Like your application fee, it literally in the application says, this is what this is paying for. Like it pays yeah. for me to receive hundreds of applications, go through all your shit, My labor, manage yeah. all of this money, People Re- think women should be 
but I'm just like, wait, is that professional how, volunteer? But like, is that how you get into a show by telling them that they're yeah. terrible at running their business? Yeah, and also like the- copy pasting and not remembering to change the name of the show. How embarrassing. <laughs> I feel like they obviously they decided they didn't get in once that yep. they were never going to get in. And so they just gave right. up on it. Yeah. They're like, or well, that I'm they blow never wanted up. to because you're so expensive. But oh, also maybe. like, so you weren't willing to pay $25, but you were willing to pay $500. So which one is upsetting you? I'm confused. But I also know that a lot of people don't like, there's a couple of times where I've said like, Oh yeah. The venue fee is like $17,000. Yeah. And they're like, Whoa, wait, what? Yeah. What? And I'm like, yeah. did you think it cost $500 to be here? It yeah. cost $17,000. Storefronts pay like so, 10 grand a month. Yeah. And yeah. Like, rent. how do you not think that that's a thing that has I've, to get paid for? I have to wonder, like, if we're all doing ourselves a disservice by not talking about money. money. Dollars. Yeah. Actual amounts. Because, like, for we've sure. been doing things like this for a long time, and none of us will say... I made this much money. Or I mean, how, yeah. you saying how much I you will, made I will recently. over disclose anything well, is probably to anyone. The, it's probably a and problem. And we're also because I think like afraid of either um, alienating yes. someone else right. or yeah. embarrassing ourselves yeah. by how little money. But also, I mean, so you saw the thing in the, did you see the thing in the Facebook group where we actually talked about that? Because I wrote uh, in, oh no, you didn't because it was in the Grego designed Mm, post yeah no when i looked at it, there are no so comments yet i posted what i just told you about oh. what mu- amount of money i oh, made okay. at the show and then i basically like the last year i did the show i made like nine thousand dollars and okay. like i'm usually i i tell people that very freely because i'm mm-hmm. like you like when you go big sometimes you do go big but mm-hmm. then if you think and of nine thousand dollars as part of your gross income for a year right people shouldn't be like jealous of that it's just right. what you need and also like, emily to make a living also and i so kate from wolfka said like thank you for like saying numbers like thank mm-hmm. you for saying like instead of being like i made double what i made the first year like she's like you said actual numbers and i said i'm not i'm neither embarrassed nor boastful about the amount of money that i made at those shows um i usually use them as a way to explain to people that like certain amounts of money mean different things to different people. Yeah. Like Michelle and I constantly have conversations where like, we'll go into a show where we're like, this is how much money I want to make at this show. And her number just did that. is yeah. always at least triple what my number is. And that's, that's realistic because mm-hmm. not only will she have more sales in general, just based on what she's selling, her price points are three times as high as mine. Mm-hmm. So like one sale for her could be 40, $50. Whereas I will, I will only have one sale that's 40 or $50. Mm-hmm. And, and it's more like you guys' businesses are just structured. Absolutely. And like, like my costs are yeah, different. Like my say, her like overhead is totally wise? different than mine. And like my, the amount of prep that I have to do before a show is very different from the amount of prep she has to do for a show. And so like, I think when we all, muddy the waters and like don't know how to just be like i made this much money it's Mm -hmm. fine and like if we're able to put it in context and say well i made this much money based on my expectations of making this much money or like i put in this much or i put in this much work or effort or materials cost like Mm -hmm. if people can remember that when they're saying like like mark and steven will tell us like oh we made x amount at one of a kind or we made x amount 
at show of hands. Like Mark is always very transparent with me about telling me like, just so you know, like your tiny show that has a $500 booth fee, we made X amount more money at that show than we did at one of a kind. Mm. And, and he's not telling me to be Mm -hmm. like, we're fucking awesome. (laughs) No. (laughs) And we're killing it. He's literally just going, Hey, just so you know, your show is a viable contribution to this economy. Yeah. Like it's, it's producing results. Yeah. The way that a large, a giant large scale show at right. the merchandise mart is producing results. Yeah. And, and you know so, how many people are getting a salary just for right, producing yes. one of a kind show as their full time <laughs> job. Right. But it's, it's that thing of like, it is hard to, say numbers and like admit and like say I'm like I'm trying to think how here's my sales like how we could do that did. like what sort of format right. would be best for a bunch of people getting together and being like here's my numbers real about I mean I've been thinking about doing some sort of like I would love to get like Amy the accountant that mm-hmm. we like or somebody like that that's in that understands kind of like the nitty gritty money shit to you know, have like a panel talk or have like a meet and greet or something where it's like all of us kind of kind of safely be in an environment where we're not yeah. being judged. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be like, oh, my God, you only made that much money last year or you don't pay yourself or like you don't know how to pay your taxes. Like all of us have right. been in those positions yeah. and all of us are doing something wrong. Like we're yeah. all, we all have our mm-hmm. thing yeah. that we're not doing perfectly. Yep. <laughs> and mm-hmm. wouldn't it be beneficial to all of us if we were able to like be in a room and be like, I'm terrified of paying taxes or I'm terrified of raising my prices or I'm terrified of like, you know, I don't know anything about line sheets or negotiating a contract or what, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And everybody could just raise their just hands. Have a, big group hug at the right end. and then everybody can cry <laughs> except for and michelle breathe out <laughs> twice as long as we, we can in. count our breathing yeah and have alcohol have to figure out how to actually do that but it would be a cool way to like i don't know there's it seems like it would be nice i mean i feel like show of hands has kind of created a little bit of that Community. environment behind the scenes where for people sure. have like befriended each other and now know like this is an environment where like we're not judging each other no we're not in competition with each other we all like buy things from each other and like genuinely want everyone to do really well like i don't like i know that i'm not going to make as much money this year as michelle or as mark and steven and i don't care like it doesn't that doesn't bother me i don't feel like insecure about it because i feel insecure about my own shit all by myself like mm-hmm. I don't need to compare myself to other people to feel mm-hmm. anxiety or insecurity about things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like if other people stand up and go, I'm also terrified of this and this and this and this It kind of makes you feel better. Like it makes you feel like, cool, let's mm-hmm. all get help together or all let's yeah. all like, Oh, that wasn't terrible. This thing that I've been building up as mm-hmm. a terrifying thing wasn't awful for you maybe I should just call an accountant like yeah. Michelle getting, it really isn't having that an bad. accountant made me Get be like, it. I'm just going to call that lady. Like mm-hmm. that's stupid that I'm not doing that. Like what, what's my fear? Yeah. So I think sometimes it's just like, I don't know. People are very like sugar coating about like, that's yeah. why we hate other business podcasts. Cause mm-hmm. we're like, can't you just talk about what's real? Like, Stop being like, it's going to be great. Let's all hug and high five each other. Like, no, what's really going on? (laughs) That email list thing that I'm still on with the dropship girl. 
whose oh. name I forgot, luckily, because I swore I wasn't going to keep saying it. <laughs> um, she does disclose numbers, and they're always so Insane. bonkers that yeah. I'm like, this can't be real. No. Yeah. How you didn't make $20,000 in five minutes worth of work. Right. You didn't. You didn't. Yeah, no one did. Lying. How? Also, that sounds like a scam. It is a scam. For sure. What's, Nobody what's wants going on here? Whatever you were able to offer them, a good also, or service that took you five minutes, is not worth $20,000. Yeah. Her thing is always yeah. like, all the, I made all this money in five minutes. Five minutes. Is yeah, and the people I, who are yeah. like, one year ago, I was making $30,000 a year. Now I'm making $400,000. Yeah, like, that MLM shut the podcast. fuck up. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it's just... Um, it's also like having... When you listen to people's advice and and they do they they're so out there about it, like even if what you're saying is real, you don't have the wherewithal to be like, this sounds crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna not like I want people to relate to me and understand and hear my message of what I'm trying to say. So I'm gonna not say these insane <laughs> like even then you still wouldn't say those insane numbers. Like Yeah. Why are yeah. you yeah. unless you're trying to manipulate people. Sure. Right. That there's the no only reason, reason yeah. to yeah. say those insane numbers there's to no someone. Need. Yeah. Well, if anyone's listening and it's like, I know how we can do this, like I also want to share my actual numbers with people. I think we should just have a thing at It would probably not it's be It's been a recorded. long time since you I, had a... No, oh, yeah, totally not. Okay. I think yeah. it would be so like a what's... No recording. What happens at this thing stays at this thing. Yes. Right? Like, whatever this is, this is, you know... It should be... It could be like AA, but for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll call it something else. Small Business uh, Owners uh, Anonymous. Yeah. 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 It's cute. Nano businesses anonymous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> micro, <laughs> micro, teeny, teeny, tiny. Um, but I think, I mean, we could. Do, I'll ask Lee from Indigo and Violet if we can use her space. We could have like a little, like, right? She's hosting. Oh, yeah. wait, she's she put out a thing, thing right now. Saying saying that she's hosting she's a thing. Doing a okay. Yeah. Should we propose that? Then? Yeah, I think we should propose okay. that to her. Because I saw that, I'm like, we could probably come up with something. Oh, for that sure, that could be our thing for sure. Because we could all like, pitch in. Because like, it doesn't involve us being an expert. That's right. right about yeah. anything. Cause yeah. And we could get somebody to come in. We could find yeah. somebody to come in and be an expert and help us and like talk about it. I yeah. could get my or fucking dad. I'll like, fly my dad in. Like, <laughs> is it a thing where we actually want advice or do we just want to like get it out there? I, th I mean, I think to you a know, certain like, point, because if we got enough people yeah. and people are willing to really get into it, like all of our experience levels are so varied that like, someone's going to have advice for someone else. Like mm -hmm. the shit that I'm worried about, someone else is going to be like, no, 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 just do this. Or I did this. Or like, I think just the collective experience it's like a, like is a, like a bunch of experts. One evening mastermind. Yeah. You know, like yeah. maybe each person gets five minutes to talk about their business. And then we have like 10 minutes to like, I feel like encourage or and give, we could do some sort of like panel mediation kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, mediate the group and kind of like drive the conversation. Yeah. So it's not just a bunch of people. Like, I also feel like if we could mastermind while we're there, if we could all mastermind a way for Emily to be <laughs> this like queen of like <laughs> make the maker I mean, community I'm on my way. that like we can somehow pay her for like, and Michelle bringing us not all me. together Michelle's not gonna, I'm and fine. producing content that we can all I'd read and learn from. Work. So her basically, blog we'll just do this event and everybody has craft to bring us $5. <laughs> yeah. Um, everybody bring enough, us $5. That's enough. 
No, I just, I feel like, you know how you look at these people that you love their businesses and I mean, this is what I do. I sit there. I'm like, I wonder how much money they actually make in yeah. a year. If we could all like get in a room and right. just like <laughs> share about it and just say how, like, like this, this is, is what it. percent this is what I it make is. off and of, you can either of, be like stores yeah. and this is how many what stores if, I do. What if and everybody like came into the room and like at the beginning of the event, everybody has to like write their number like on a post-it note or an envelope or something and you have and to then, try to match it yeah. to a different yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. god and then that'd be so like, embarrassing it but like or, or what, what if, if nobody ever like five hundred dollars i know who this is oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what if no but what if like nobody actually like ever matches the things no what if we it's wouldn't what if it's literally like you put all of them on the wall oh, okay. and realize like oh shit like this is like prices, right? But you know style. what I mean? Like it would be such a why a crazy realization to be like, if somebody had written $10,000 and somebody wrote 40 K and somebody wrote 1500 bucks, like it would, it would just be yeah. like a real world realization of like, Oh, we're all doing things totally differently. Like all of us mm-hmm. have different expectations and then also get people's reactions of like, that number seems insane to me mm-hmm. versus yeah. the person that's like, that's not that much like that seems reasonable or like how are they living on that or realizing like maybe if your expectations are kind of low like maybe your expectations of yourself should be higher like maybe yeah, you should yeah. instead of being like oh if i just made ten thousand dollars i think you would year, end up feeling like good about some things bad about of others, course you know? yeah but Somewhere i think right that would middle. yeah i think yeah. that would be helpful to everyone to be like put yourself in perspective and realize like the shit you're going through is yeah. not as bad and maybe the good things are like you should appreciate them and like have gratitude for that because mm. other people are like doing things differently or n- maybe not doing as well as you. And you didn't even know that. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. thought you were doing really shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, Oh crap. Like I'm doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> or, or even just seeing that the things you're doing are achievable or that we're all living on peanuts or. Yeah. yeah either inspired by someone else's success or being like, Oh no, that like maybe they're, like we're all kind of we're all in the, the same, same boat, boat yeah. and all, all the same boat. Like, and also realizing that people have different levels of what they think want. is success. Yeah. Like what, like a number, an amount of money that somebody else wants to make might not be anything like the amount of money that I want to make. Yeah. Like we all have different. I was listening to a work podcast about it's like Harvard business business review and it was talking about how you can like love your job make the income make a really great income or have a really great lifestyle and you can't it's really hard to have like all three of those mm. yeah to well lo- that's good love to what you do <laughs> to make a lot of money it's and to have a really like that. healthy balanced lifestyle yeah like people i think well, you kind of have to choose which one there you is this horrible third on. thing that I feel like I've been experiencing for the last couple of years in which I am doing the thing I love and it's killing me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, cause you have no Sabbath. Wait, what happened? You yeah. need space. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm working on it. Yeah. Cause the, you know, like what's more depressing than thinking, Oh, this thing that I thought was going to make me happy and I'm in total control of is ruining my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because too much of anything is right. I, and I had a converse brief conversation recently with a a shop owner. Um, you know, I was saying like how busy I am and she's like, 
uh, you know, busy's good. And then she stopped herself and she's like, no, you know what? I'm sick and tired of hearing that because sometimes Forget busy it. is too, too much. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes busy is terrible. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I speak from exact, my terrible experience. Like sometimes busy makes you sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes busy makes you sick and like miss out on shit. Yeah. I guess I'm glad like, I was only sick good. for like a month earlier this year. You know, it could have been worse. Four months. It like could me. have been <laughs> much worse. I was sick from January until the end of April. Oh man. I had like a, like a week, total, <laughs> a to- like total a week that was fine where I wasn't sick. I was in my bed a lot. Wow. My bed was like the worst place. Um, so what's coming up? I'm definitely, we're going to do like a podcast day soon and yeah, like build we, up some episodes. We record 8 million episodes in one day. I feel like then I could use like a week off in which I do my nine to five experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do that. And I'm sure some people are like, why haven't you been working nine to five this whole time? <laughs> because she because I to. didn't have right? to. Because damn some it. of us have the <laughs> terrible freedom of not doing that. I really want to do that too, but I can't right now. I just, yeah. Like I heard myself recently <laughs> on the podcast saying like how annoyed I was that I could never take days off like nine to f- people who have nine to five jobs do yeah and it's like well you, you don't can't. work nine to five monday through friday so why do you think you deserve two days off right you have no structure to your day whatsoever so that's I mean, how you end up working every day you yeah. idiot the idea <laughs> is that if you have more structure to your day that you'll work more efficiently and sure that, right like, i know i would and steve's been gone more which yeah. means less like being him bothering observed. you no <laughs> no it was great when he was home all the time because there was someone observing yeah, my yeah. work and yeah. if he's gone there's nothing keeping me from like getting Doing up whatever. to go to the bathroom and then sitting on the couch yes yeah yeah totally. that's the thing that happens and then playing yeah. solitaire i really need to write a book about <laughs> about playing solitaire no um i keep coming up with all these life lessons that are relevant (laughs) to playing solitaire cheryl yes yeah 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 Um, you could write her book yeah again you're a badass at playing solitaire yeah Yeah. (laughs) i am life lessons no i i don't because i've been playing it so much and i like come (laughs) up with these like techniques um for doing it i'm like this totally applies to life I, I should write this down. Maybe I think start with some blog posts it. and then yeah. you're slowly losing it. I mean, I haven't even written any of it down, so. I don't, That's that the first. Seems okay, like here, so wait. I have to give you to an me. example now. I have now, no idea. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, give us an so example. I've been playing it. It's on my app. It's called Vegas style, which means you can only go through the deck once. Ooh. Uh-huh. And risky. then it's just done. Do you get them all sorted? I can, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it took a while. It took a while. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, but so what I end up doing is playing the game over again a lot. You can replay the The same same game. game. Um, and I'll, before I replay the game, I'll look at where the cards ended up and then make a decision. Let me try this instead. I'll try, I won't put this card down or I'll put it somewhere (laughs) else. Right. Jamie and I are making faces at each other. And okay. But the first time I play it, I'm using like my best logic, right? 
and then I'll replay it and it never works out better. Like always my first decisions are the best ones this is deep. because this I is put really deep. I told you <laughs> first decisions are the best because I thought yeah, those through the best. Yeah. Your gut it, instinct. And it's like that grass is always greener thing. Not yeah. actually being true. Yeah. You know, you just think it is the every time I redo, like if I'm picking between <coughs> um, two different cards, right? Yeah. Um, I use all of my logic on which one to pick first. And that one's always the fucking best card. Like there's never a replay in which the other card was better. Cause I made, you know, <laughs> so I have good logic. I, think. I mean, oh, okay. I, that's the lesson. Yes. I definitely think like that, that's trust your logic. Thing. Like, right. Like if you, I always think of that in scenarios where like, if I'm making a decision, like, or dealing with a terrible customer or like some shitty circumstances have come up that I have to be like, okay, I can treat this like this or I can treat it like this. And like Josh and I have had so many conversations about like when I, now it's to a point where when I bring up a scenario where I'm like, okay, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going back and forth between. Like, do I do this or like, do I tell this person this or do I tell them this? And it's now where he's like, what was the first yeah. thing? Like, yeah, what yeah. was your yeah. immediate, like, I want to just do this. I want to mm -hmm. just tell them to fuck off. Like mm -hmm. if that was your, mm -hmm. and you obviously won't say fuck off, yeah, but yeah. like if your immediate reaction was like, no, no, yeah. the answer is no, then that's what you need to do. Obviously yeah. you can back up from that yeah. and like refrain it and be professional and say what you need to say in a clear way. But like the ultimate decision you made is not to give them what they want. The decision was, no, you can't have what you're asking Yeah, I for. think when yeah. you say yes, when you really wanted to say no, no. you almost and always regret absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, and, yeah. yeah. and I've done that a few times like with some big things where like I have gone against my instincts mm -hmm. and, I, and I felt it. I knew I was going against my instincts and it turned out very badly. This is exactly the logic move. And so now, I mean, I, for the, <laughs> like recently, like Sorry. it's just been... I mean, I haven't done the whole, like, let me rethink this. Like I've been like doing the go with your gut thing pretty hardcore for at least the last five years where I'm just mm -hmm. like, that's why Sarah and I are always like, you want somebody to teach you how to say no? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm so good at yeah, it. Like that's I'm awesome. so good at saying no. I don't, I literally have that like old lady mentality of like, I yeah. don't have time for this shit. Yeah. Like I don't have time for your bullshit. I don't care. Yeah. Like this is how I do things this is the rule. This is what you were told. I, you can talk to me all day long. I don't care. Like the lady that I kicked out of show of hands, I was like, mm -hmm. I will stand with, I will stand here with you all night. Mm -hmm. I told you, no, I am not changing my mind. My gut instinct was to tell you no, and I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that to this day, if I had been like, okay, sh fine. Yes. Like, go ahead. Like I would regret it. Mm -hmm. I would have regretted it. I would have been like, why didn't you just like, fuck that lady. Like, why mm -hmm. didn't you just stay like you are, this is a rule that you made for yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And like, or a pop, whatever it is, like, is it a policy you made for your company? Is yeah. it a standard that you have as a person? Like, why are you going against that for somebody's dumb bullshit? Nope. Like just going like, this was my initial reaction and it's always right. It's always right. And people yeah. say like, oh, that's impulsive and maybe that's bad. But like, no, it's not. 
or selfish. impulsive is writing fuck you and se- send the preface <laughs> that's to, impulsive i think the preface to that though is that you like it took you a number of years to get those instincts yes because for before sure for that sure. you didn't like know what your you know like standards were for yeah things. there weren't and like that's why there wasn't learning make, experiences right where, you yeah. have to learn for sure and make all the mistakes until you've got it narrowed down yeah mm-hmm. like there's no way you could just go with your gut right. out of the gate when you're an old lady you're like yeah. i don't fucking care anymore mm-hmm. i don't have time for this yeah i don't have time like to I think well, about it's not it worth it like yeah. it's not worth yeah. the not rewards worth of like it's pleasing people but i feel like we can all think of times when we're younger where we thought we were 100 percent doing the right thing yeah but then you're just so unaware of yourself yeah Yeah. too yeah yeah Yeah. i pointed out to nate now and he's like i just really don't want to do this (laughs) but he's like thinking that he has to because somebody else wants him to do something yeah and i'll just be like well then you shouldn't yeah (laughs) yeah don't i mean i still have like events that i do and then i'm like uh I'm like, i knew this. i shouldn't and have Steve's done it. like why yeah. did you do it i'm like because i wanted money <laughs> yeah that's different i guess than like doing something because somebody wants you to oh, like doing yeah. something because you've chosen to be a maker and you have to make money yeah when there are people when it. there are things where like somebody invites you to do something or like asks you to be a part of something or whatever or and, like, wants to get in your show without instinct. a ticket or yeah and you're just yeah. like my gut no. is telling me like why would i let you do that when clearly the answer like if whatever answer you see is like so clear in your mind like you shouldn't mm. talk yourself into the opposite of that answer like i don't yeah. know but yeah it's true that like you kind of it is a thing that you have to like build up because if i hadn't yeah. had if i haven't had 15 years of like ridiculous yeah. shit experiences with my business and with people yeah like yeah i certainly probably i wouldn't have walked up to that lady and been like hi how can i help you oh you want to come in without a ticket cool sorry. no <laughs> <laughs> Are not even sorry, really. No, I, w- I did not apologize to her at that's all. That's not how this works. Because there was nothing to apologize for. Right. Do you want me to apologize for wrong. you not reading that tickets yeah. were sold that out? That would be rude. You sorry, w- you can't. You want me to apologize to you for you being rude to for my not staff? not doing the internet? Because <laughs> cool, not like I'm waiting for you to apologize yeah. to them. Like, yeah. Yeah. But whatever. People like to try to manipulate people. And it works a lot of the time for people like people, especially in retail environments, people are like, I can, I'm going to be real bitchy and annoying until I get what I want. Cool. You're not a child. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like you're not a four year old. I'm not giving you your treat to shut you up. Like you don't get rewarded for being a bad person. Bye. Customer is not always right. Customer is never right. (laughs) Actually. You know who's right? The person you're buying shit from. That's who's right. Mm-hmm. always 100% of the time customers never right it's an ironic saying yeah it is because the customer is literally at the whim of you and your decisions you're there because you want something from them you're there to buy something from that person they're the ones that are right and if they tell you this costs eight thousand dollars that they're allowed to charge eight thousand dollars for a greeting card i'm allowed to go to a show of hands and be like all my cards are 100 dollars Wonder I won't, won't make any money. More, <laughs> I probably you would. I probably would sell. Because people would be like, why are these $100? Oh, Emily. <laughs> what kind of card is this? She she went she's mad. Go, like, she's down lost her in mad. history for her famous cards. <laughs> for her this famous one's $100 card. <laughs> yeah. 
I lick oh, this yeah, one. Show of hands. Your cards, yeah. yeah. And then lick them. <laughs> put like this one has my DNA on it. Like a single hair in the um, in the cello's leaves. Gross. <laughs> this is like a whole new business thing for me. It could be like conceptual art, though. Yeah. It could be like you're buying the artist. Uh-huh. I think this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, individually cello wrapped pieces of your hair. Yeah. Wait. It's still same logo and branding and everything, <laughs> but just like that's the product now. Now I'm thinking about you weaving hairs there's people who do that yeah human hair um that's kinky smith has a lot of stuff with let's not talk about that anymore (laughs) real that's real serial killery sorry right i mean i've only been listening to all the murder (laughs) murder i'm listening to chase darkness with me Billy Jensen's book. Yeah. I was listening to that on the way over. My eyes are so watery. You're immersed in it. No, it's allergies. Well, we should um, wrap this up because this is like the longest episode ever. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And now I and can't Michelle's keep dying. My eyes open. Michelle's literally dying. Look at how watery. Are you just really <laughs> emotional? No, it's been like this for like a week. <laughs> it's not anything. I mean, the fan's no. not helping. Because I used to take helping. Zyrtec every day. And then I missed it for a couple of days and I itched from head to toe. I'm like, that's not good. I got to stop taking this. Michelle's dying. Uh, so we have to wrap this sorry. up. Sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. What do we say at the end? We don't have a thing. We do don't have to say thing? a thing. What do you want to say? I think we should have a closing prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just <laughs> wanted to see what you I want. Oh. Do you have one? Closing no. prayer. <laughs> Oh my god, that's really good. I thought maybe you had something. We should to start doing that. It would really throw people of off. Handmade things. We thank you and for this bagel business. and my decaf americano and red velvet and red velvet donuts that Jamie donuts. eats in under two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, that threw me off with a prayer. <laughs> We're gonna end with a prayer. I, I mean, that's funny. It's intense. I just have that feeling of like. That's how you close end it. things. Yeah. Close it down. You close things. May, may close it up. We don't have a sign off. We tried to have one and it didn't work. Now we just yeah. say bye. Yeah. Oh, that works. Yeah. All right. That felt close. That was it. Just turn it off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the music fades out. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like Josh is really so good, good at like editing out. He is. He did that cool boing. Did you hear your boing? No, Michelle didn't hear it. She didn't know you that it happened. It you boing, said boing. you said oh. the customer's <laughs> name and I told him to bleep it. Yeah. And he came he's like, Cool, I'll bleep it. And then he came upstairs <laughs> and he's like, I didn't bleep it, I did a boing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like, now I didn't know. So and I, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he's like, That's fine, right? I was like, Oh yeah, Michelle will love that. Care. I was I like, She listen won't to listen it. to it, but she yeah, now you have to listen to it. Okay. It's, he was like, I thought it was funny. And I'm like, No, that's good. Funny's good. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. Made me laugh. i feel like we we, we've talked about before that we should just have him randomly go in and just like bleep words that we say (laughs) takes more effort on yes what was that one thing one time they bleeped and but you guys talked about it and then nobody else (laughs) knew what it was you were talking about we bleeped the name of something (laughs) yeah no it was this podcast we'll tell you after he bleeped something (laughs) else. he bleeped another thing and we were like, oh, we can't. Oh, no. He bleeped a word I said that I that was inappropriate. Oh. Remember? Was, that, no, was that it? No. I Wait. I mean, he did bleep that. No, I don't remember. There, there was things. a whole episode that we never aired. Yes. Yeah. There also was that. Because <laughs> we were outside and there was this bug that was driving me crazy. <laughs> it so was, it was like, mostly. Like, we stopped recording and we were like, so we're not going to. 
post no. this one. <laughs> it was mostly me being traumatized <laughs> by this so flying terrible. bug. It was like the worst episode ever. Yeah. Uh, All so right. we never aired it. Okay. I have to pee. All right. That's okay. how we end. That's yeah, how, that's that is how, how we end. end. Nine true. times out of ten, Michelle's gonna pee. Fine. All right. Well, thank you, Jamie, for yes. being a part <laughs> of the show. I feel like we should thank have you, you back. We're, we're for gonna a do follow up episode. And yeah, just, just all. We'll Jamie have problems, Emily. and Jamie no. will. <laughs> yes. Tell, Jamie will come on and be like, "Are you paying yourself?" I haven't fixed her yet, so. <laughs> and then we'll come figure out how to help Michelle have weekends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty hardcore weekends. Oh, yeah. I've never been hardcore at weekends. That sounds amazing. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.